Welcome everyone to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everyone out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. I am your host with the most, Papa Spice, and I am joined by two of my very best buds, Hans and Harry, and we like to talk, discuss, dissect everything pop culture, but especially movies and TV. Uh, boys, how you guys doing, Harry? How you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful, Papa. I appreciate you asking. Uh, I'm trying to be more optimistic as the holiday season rolls in, as we get nearer to Christmas. Um, just trying to be less Grinchy. Uh, huge fan of the Grinch. Shout out the Grinch. Uh, all the Grinch <laughs> movies, uh, Grinch stuff. Um, he's a hero amongst uh, amongst us all. Uh, but yeah, really excited to you know discuss the year in film, television, pop culture, video games. Uh, it's just an exciting time of the year. Uh, and honestly, I got to be honest with you guys, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this as we go. But uh, there's just so many things that I was looking at when I was either looking at my end of the year list and stuff. And I was just like, I didn't see this or I didn't get a chance to watch this or I've only heard good things and I still haven't seen it. And not even to mention the fact that all the stuff that's lined up here at the end of Jan- uh, December that uh, I would say ha- could challenge uh, an end of the year list. So yeah, exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. I hear you with that. I, um, one of my most anticipated movies of this year, the, Iron Claw uh, comes out shortly, and I think that would probably make it on my list. I'm assuming it's going to yeah. be excellent quality, but you know, say lovey. This is this is how the cards fall. I was hoping you were going to say another movie. You really threw me through a loop with Iron Claw because I thought there's another movie coming out next week, which is where I thought you were going at uh, with uh, with Wonka. I thought that was going to be your. <laughs> Listen, it could make it. It could I make it good. The Iron Claw. It's a dark horse. And it's coming out in December. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I forgot all about it. I'm like, oh, he's going to say Wonka. I know he wasn't on the Wonka train a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> To be fair, I have come around. I am on board the Wonka train now. But, no, I don't think that's making any top list. Uh, Hans, how you doing, pal? I'm good. Uh, you know, Harry, I know you said you, you, you try not to be a Grinch uh, in, in this holiday yeah. season. I have no problem being a Grinch in this holiday season. I'm not definitely nice. not a Christmas person. Um, it, I, 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 I'm not to be, you know, all, all you listeners out there, just uh, I'm sorry if you like the movies Christmas Vacation, Elf, or anything else. I'm tired of watching them because that's all that's on TV. Um, but it's just, it's too much. I, I, I do my standard, my, uh, my non-typical, uh, Christmas movies like Die Hard, Batman Begins, Gremlins, Iron Man 3. Those are, those are my, my Christmas movies, which neither of them have Batman been Begins on. is a ba- Christmas ba- movie? No, no, Batman Returns. Soups. Whoops. Boy, I was going to say, you're Whoopsie. really stretching this. <laughs> There's one scene that takes place in snow. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. It must be. Um, yeah, sorry. That was, ooh, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, doing good. Just getting ready for the holiday, you know, trying to finish up Christmas shopping because Christmas is uh, by the time this drops a week and a half away. Um, but, you know, we're uh, we're less than two weeks and every year I say I'm going to get started sooner. And with Wonka coming out, I'm going to at least try and see that at least four times. <laughs> you got got your advance tickets lined up, huh? Like every yeah, day. it's uh, <laughs> look, I'm I'm with you in terms of like the Christmas movies. I usually. I watch a couple, um, but I put them on at my leisure and I don't really watch a ton of TV. So I don't run into the problem with you or the problem that you have. So gotcha. I would just say maybe switch the channel. Well, 
I got a pleasant surprise last night for anyone from if you like '90s movies. Uh, Sister Act was on TV, which if you are if you are uh, a fan of Sister Act, it was on at least like three times in a row. So there's that. If so you're a fan that. of Sister Act, if and who fan. isn't? Yeah, and ba- and Sister Act two, Back in the Habit. Back in the Habit, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, with the intros out of the way, I think you know what time it is. It's time. It's time for our famous man on the street reporter. Got the, the music yeah. about? <laughs> the yeah, man well, on the beat. The man on the was, street. That was the plan. <laughs> was uh, for the music. All right. Well, you know what? Hey, we're live, pal. All right, music or no music, you know what? We're all one. Let's go. Ending the year off strong. Yes, strong. Strong. Get a better soundboard. You know, usually, I got to be honest. Usually, there's a moment where hands as as Pulitzer Prize, Nobel Prize award winning reporter. You know, he's not. He gets the news so fast that sometimes yeah, the information is, is just a bit inaccurate or it's a, it's a tough time getting across. And uh, today it's going to be flawless because the music wasn't there. So Greg sure. on the ones and twos ruined yeah. it this time. So um, <laughs> this, this news is so hot. We can't even wait yeah. for the music to play. Yeah. No, we just got to get right to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, after all that time, that intro was actually like three times longer than the regular music. So we're yeah. already, <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, maybe. Well, all right. What well, do you got, Fast Man on the Street? After that great introduction, <laughs> um, box office. So last weekend, uh, from December eighth to tenth, number one, Boy in the Heron. Uh, sorry, I uh, Heron or Heron? Heron. 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 Thank you. Not Heron. Um, with thirteen million. Uh, number two, Hunger Games: Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, nine point three million. Godzilla minus one, eight point six million. Number four is Trolls Band Together, uh, which uh, I think we talked about this very, 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 very quickly last week. The third Trolls movie, I didn't know there was a two. So uh, so there's uh, Trolls 3 with 6.1. And another movie I had no idea was even out, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, which um, was number five. And it got beat out by Trolls Band Together in its like, third week. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that, uh, I have not seen any of these movies. Uh, I know we talked about hunger games a little bit, uh, in the past couple of weeks when we did the box office hanging in strong. Uh, I won't see trolls band together, but, uh, boy and the heron. I know, uh, both of you guys have seen it. Um, I know Harry, you have seen Just it. Your okay. boy. Just there your were boy. some plans to go with the group. Uh, this is the newest studio Ghibli movie, but, um, yeah, Harry thoughts on it. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, Miyazaki, uh, the director, the the goat uh, of the Ghibli studios, uh, he uh, he always brings the heat. Um, one issue I do have with, I think I want to say some of his movies, um, and this is more of a me problem than I think in any like thing he's doing, is I always seem to have an issue with when it gets a little bit too deep or into um spiritual kind of you know signals or whatever um you know one of the and so but for me it was you know it's as bright and colorful as ever it's got zany characters uh it's got unique uh unique characters uh it's well well designed um 
I saw the dubbed, uh, no, the uh, the subbed version. Um, so I didn't have the uh, American actors doing it. I had the subtitles on the screen, uh, and it was spoken in Japanese. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun with it. I gave it three and a half on my letterbox. Uh, Dom, our friend Dom, who uh, was on our last episode uh, in when we talked about Marvel Spider Man Two. Uh, he was he was one of the ones there with me. He really enjoyed it. Um, only thing that was a little disappointing is that uh, this was advertised as a one night event, and then I think because of either ticket sales or because you know the box office was light. Um, I know AMC specifically because that's where we saw it. Did add more uh, premium format shows of this film, so that was great to see for for others who are a fan to have a chance to go see it. Um, but I uh, I really enjoyed it um, and would highly suggest if you're a fan of uh, Studio Ghibli, if you're a fan of Miyazaki, um, I would say you're in in the comfort and welcomed arms uh, throughout this entire movie. So, um, yeah, thumbs this, up from me. This might be uh, and maybe a little trivia. And I'm not sure. Is this the first time a Miyazaki movie has been number one at the American box office? Uh, I think you might be correct. The only so, thing I think would be would be Hell's Moving Castle was the only thing I think would be any competition with that, but I don't know. I think I think it is, but there's two other records currently ongoing, which are Godzilla minus one being um, the highest grossing Japanese live action movie in America. Uh, up to this point and then the first time two of the top five films at the box office were japanese uh yeah so both of those are pretty interesting right as yeah, reported I, by I, as first reported by hanratty man on the street yes. um and then authorized yes. by greg rice so pop yes. feel free to feel free to cite me on all the social medias yes no. <laughs> um any others you wanted to talk about in the top five hair uh, I was going to ask you, Greg, did we ever talk about Godzilla minus one? We didn't, but I have a feeling we will. Well, let's let's get at it. Um, <laughs> Spoiler. I mean, listen, we're talking uh, as we you know talk about the box office. We're talking about three movies that um, I think we've mentioned before um, or no, two movies. We haven't talked about Beyonce's Renaissance, which um, from what I hear is better than the Taylor Swift movie as far as if you're looking for uh, any type of production. Um, or like an insight, um, the Taylor Swift movie was more of just showing the concert and this Beyonce movie, I think, is a little bit more into the background, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Um, so less said about that since I haven't seen it, the better. Uh, but Godzilla minus one, I'm going to throw it over to Papa. I know uh, I loved it at the box office, and um, I know we might get into it uh, in a little bit. Uh, hint, hint, hint. That's what we call tease yes. in the biz. Uh, but yeah, yeah no. just. Worth seeing for you, Papa? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely worth seeing. I'll dive more into my uh, yeah. thoughts on it a little bit later. But um, Well, I was just going to say from a box office perspective, it's just I think it's just great to see. You know, like I it's, it's kind of funny because like this is obviously, as you mentioned, Greg, two Japanese films that are succeeding at the box office and for the first time. And I got to be honest, I think a lot of streaming services over the past few years, some of the pandemic, I would even say, where, you know, a lot of this uh, different culture um, has gotten into uh, house, more houses, has probably allowed for stuff like this to stand out just a little bit more. 
Um, you know, and as I mentioned, it was it was a negative for me in trying to plan to see the boy in the heron. Um, but it was great to see from a person who enjoyed the movie and wants to see these movies get to more people, um, get expanded in premium formats and with showtimes. Yeah, I uh I didn't get to see the boy in the heron, but I really wanted to, and I actually I do prefer seeing Japanese movies in the original language, so uh, so subtitled with English subtitles. But um, for Ghibli movies, and I say Ghibli, but I I don't really know what the correct pronunciation is. Um, I actually do prefer to see those English dubbed because they usually get top tier actors to do the voice work, which they did for this. Yeah. And um, their dubbing is just fantastic. So um a little disappointed that i i didn't make it out to see it and i don't think i'm going to be able to but looking forward to when it comes out um it is funny though i think another thing that i saw uh wish was never number one am i right like that yeah that, no, never, that was one. never box office i think that so, came like, out a lot of people like two weeks ago and i think it i think it was yeah maybe it was like hunger games weekend. was holding yeah hunger games yeah still had that so like a lot of people were kind of poking fun at the fact that Disney held distribution rights for quite a while for the Ghibli movies, and uh, they don't have them now. And <laughs> Ghibli debuts at number one, whereas Wish couldn't even make it that yeah. high. So, yeah, pretty funny there. Um, maybe work on quality, Disney. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on. Oh, and. Beyonce uh, Renaissance. Yeah, I, I don't know too much about this. I didn't get to see any of the production stuff. Just from the marketing, it seems like it's a more highly produced feature. But yeah. uh, I guess the Beehive just didn't turn out the way the Swifties did. I don't know. Well, I think this is in its second week, so I don't know what it was, I think, last week. Unless I think Godzilla uh, was number one last week, wasn't it? I think you're yeah, right. Godzilla yeah, Godzilla was number one last week. Yeah. Right. Well, well, we may right. talk about Renaissance, the Beyonce movie, in a little bit. So just a uh, hint, hint, hint. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just... Spoiler: We will not be talking about uh, Beyonce movie. Um, hmm. And then um, I believe it was yesterday. Next in the news, uh, as a great segue that was, uh, the Golden Globes uh, nominations were announced. So Golden Globes, uh, you know, it's the the mini Oscars, as as a lot of people call it, where they mix, you know comedy and all that fun stuff and it's basically a meaningless award uh barbie's leading the way with 10 10 nominations which i think is the most for a movie since cabaret uh as i read which i don't know when that came out but it was a long time ago um <laughs> barbie of course you know that's the story of the barbie doll with uh that comes to life with margaret robbie and ryan goslin uh number eight no leading the i'm sorry not leading number second place was oppenheimer with uh eight nominations um, and then the only other thing that I, nothing really stood out too much for me, a, a lot of expected stuff. Uh, but there was a, a category that I didn't even know existed. And I believe this is the first year for it. And it looks like one of the worst categories. This is basically their <laughs> reaction, their response to the, uh, Oscars doing the best fan moment. Uh, they're now added a cinematic and box office achievement award. Um, which interesting. 
I don't know what that is, but it sounds just like the fan favorite thing that Zack Snyder's Justice League ran away with uh, a few years ago. Hey, but, what are you going to do? Yeah, nominations for that are, again, for cinematic and box office achievement. Uh, Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, John Wick Chapter 4, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Oppenheimer, Spider-Van, Across the Spider-Verse, Super Mario Brothers Movie, and Taylor Swift, The Errors Tour. Uh, I don't know what any... Uh, I don't know why a few of these are even on here for cinematic and box office achievement, but they are. Uh, so that's a new category for the Golden Globes. But um, another, which I thought was kind of surprising, I don't know if it just the, the ship came and, and sailed off pretty quick. Ted Lasso only getting one nomination, which normally would clean up, um, clean up at these award shows. And it's looks like it only got best supporting actress and, uh yeah, just going through the nominations. I nothing really surprised me. Um, you know, best best uh excuse me. Best drama was um sorry, my list. I had the list right here. Sorry, guys. Best drama was Oppenheimer, Killers of Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, Zone of Interest, and Anatomy of a Fall. And for best musical or comedy was Barbie, Poor Things, American Fiction, The Holdovers, May December, and Air which uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. I was pleasantly surprised that Air was nominated for this. Um, I don't know. What do you guys – anything surprised when you saw the nominations with this? Anything in terms of TV, film? Um, Golden Globes, I just – you know, they, they kind of – it's a kind of a weird award show because they mix everything together, and half of these movies won't even go on to see Oscars because, you know, it's just the way it is. But I don't know. What are your thoughts, Papa? Um. Yeah, so with Golden Globes, I usually don't get too invested in them. Um, and I think when the nominations came out yesterday, I just took a very cursory glance. Uh, it seems like the usual suspects. I think a lot of films that were already getting Oscar buzz. So the only real surprise for me, um, just because I haven't heard a ton behind it, was um, Maestro with uh, Bradley Cooper. Um yeah, I mean it. It looks interesting, but I I haven't heard any like awards buzz for it. So um, the only award buzz of... I heard with that is when Howard Stern, if he saw that, asked him if he'd rather have <laughs> um, win an Oscar, him, Carey Mulligan, and uh, win the Oscar for best director and or an Eagle Super Bowl, and he just said Super Bowl because he's sick. Um, so there's that. <laughs> No, that that's the award buzz that I've heard around this, which is at this point they're probably lucky to get out of the wild card. So, I did uh, see the interview you were referencing, and uh, I wholeheartedly agree. He chose wisely. Good on you, Bradley. True fan. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, everything else, uh, no real surprises. Uh, the lasso stuff. I mean, we did a whole episode about it. Like, doesn't surprise me that it didn't clean up on the awards the season wasn't that great so yeah um you know it is what it is Harry, what are your thoughts on the globes yeah i mean barbenheimer uh i mean that's kind of the story i would say of the it's funny you were talking about the the box office moment or whatever it is uh uh for their their yeah, new nomination. by the way isn't the award for that all the money that the movie brought in. Why does That's it what the no money's quarter? for. Quote, uh, I don't get it. I don't get it because there's two movies. Like there's a few movies on here that aren't even in top. Like how Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning had like a ridiculous drop off because of Barbie yeah. and Oppenheimer. So I, there's no box office achievement with that. The only thing I can think of is the fact that like Tom Cruise is still nuts and is doing all this stuff. 
but like this crazy stuff that could be it. But John Wick Chapter Four that didn't break any records. I don't think. <clears throat> like why? Maybe it did. I don't know. The, the highest grossing John Wick movie. There's four of them. All right. This is a very like, weird award. It is, but like I, I can see. There's no achieve like uh, John Wick Chapter Four and Mission Impossible did not achieve anything, and I, it's yeah. sad to say because they're both great franchises, but they didn't really achieve anything to be offered an award. I hope, I hope to God, I hope John Wick wins this. I hope this what's, is just like the Flash turning back time for the Justice League. Uh, well, what's interesting about this is that you know, as I mentioned, I mean, it, it seems like a Barb a Barbenheimer, you know, uh, continues. Um, in regards to that, and there's a, there's a couple things that I, as Greg mentioned, I think when, when you're looking at award season, some of this stuff, I don't think is at least from the golden globes perspective is very telling, but it'll be interesting to see if something can kind of throw its name in the hat that might not be front and center as a, as a lead right now. But I want to, I want to throw something out to you guys. It was speaking about award season as I watched the game awards, uh, the other night, um, as they were happening and uh, Baldur's Gate won game of the year, Baldur's Gate three, I think. Um, and what I was struck by was how unique of a show it was because they had so many awards and it just kind of rolls like they'll announce two winners and it'll just kind of be on the screen and there won't be a speech, but it'll be like, you know, best sports game um, and it'll pop up. And then all of a sudden they'll introduce somebody on stage to talk about an upcoming game. And then after that, there'll be a trailer for another game. Then they'll bring somebody on stage to do kind of a big award, I guess you could say. Um, but like the show is like nonstop. I, I don't recall any. There probably was a couple commercials in there, but like a lot of the commercials on this were ads for other games. That, that's all it was. Um, yeah, it's it's just yeah. it's it's some kind of ad. It's it's a video game. It's a video so, game supported thing, like a device or or yeah. a trailer for a game. Yeah, and I think there's a way that. Like, I wouldn't mind if some of the technical stuff that they do on Saturday at the Oscars was actually front and center for the Oscars. But I also wouldn't mind if, like, the Golden Glows, for example, did something where it was, like, best action movie or, you know, best comedy. Um, I know they have musical and comedy, but maybe just break them up into two categories. Um, Best stunt scene. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's different things that I think you could do to try and gain what they're trying to do. And I understand like, you know, there's certain people who would want to have their moment on stage. And in, I'd say Hollywood, there's more bigger names and more well-known names than there are in the video game community. But it was, it was interesting to me to be like, Hey, you know, let's say, you know, John wick four wins. And then we get a hint that John wick five is coming, you know, at this award show. Um, And that would just be stuff that I think would be really cool. So um, kind of piggybacking off of Chris's thoughts, Papa, what about you? Would this be something you would like to see during award season? Cause like, I think for me, I'd like to see a slight change. You know, there is this such prestige about the Oscars, but I think something like the golden globes could take the mantle of like, Hey, let's get more awards. Let's get more eyes. Let's get more categories in here. Um, for the golden globes. Sure. Why not? I don't really watch them, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> for the Oscars. Uh, no. I don't I don't think okay. so. I think I think it should be a celebration of the past year and kind of like a look back at the accomplishments and recognizing the outstanding performances. Look, there's a lot of work that needs to be done to make it better than what it has been. That's for sure. Gotcha. Um but I don't need them working in advertisements for upcoming movies or like 
teases for sequels and stuff like that. Like that's to me, that's not what the Oscars are for. And actually last year, I think they debuted the little mermaid trailer. Right. And like, yeah, yeah. that was very like, really? Like, is this the time for it? Like who cares? You know? So I don't know. I'm, I'm just not into that. And while I didn't watch the video game awards, um, I should note that that's not without its own controversy because maybe the format is such that it it flows and it rolls and it does things a little differently. It is very but much also, like you can't step away, otherwise you're going to miss out on, on an award or a showing of something. Well, so that would be good to keep people's attention and tuned in, but they also got a lot of flack for um, – not giving much time for people to yeah, I think, have their yeah. speeches and then also being, you know, very uh, celebrity related where it's like, oh, there's all these people from Hollywood instead of yeah. you know, the people in the industry. So, right. No, fair enough. Not fair that enough. the Oscars would have that problem. Yeah. Right. Hands, what about for you? I, I, I like the Golden Globes I for what they are. Um, you know, there's a lot of movies. Like, I like seeing, you know, comedies and all get recognized because usually at the Oscars they don't. And I, it's, I, and, Gotta you know, I, I, I shared how I feel about the Oscars on the show. I it just, it's all, it's, I, I'm not impressed with them anymore. Like, if I like something that, that gets nominated, like, I know, like this year, God forbid I say I don't like Killer, say I hate Scorsese and I'm a Marvel you're, fanboy. You're and, in a safe space and, here, so. Yeah, I know, but not on the internet. Are you? And, and yeah, and it just, you know, that, that's, it's just as an example. So it's just, I don't, it, it all just, uh, award means nothing to me. Like what I like to see, like the movies that I'm like Oppenheimer, I would love for that to clean up at the Oscars. I really would. But if it doesn't, I, here's the thing. I still enjoyed it. That, I, 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 I a trophy or statue is not going to change my my thoughts on on a movie or or if if Killers of the Flower Moon ends up cleaning house, I'm not gonna. It's not going to be make me want to race out and watch it. So that's you know. Interesting. But, I mean, that's I probably fair. I actually will end up watching it. I'm just that's first <laughs> first movie that came to mind. I couldn't use a shorter title though. So <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Anything else for the news? No, we uh, it's a very news light. Uh, this this today on this tuesday too Uh, much content all right so we are gonna go into our our uh main topic here and our main topic is our phase five for 2023 so kind of our year-end wrap-up these could be um you know across all types of media so not necessarily just movies but uh throw in a little bit of everything um but before we dive into our top five we're going to go through our honorable mentions. So like one thing I just want to say before I dive into mine is initially when when we started reflecting on this year, I was like, uh, I don't know how much I'm going to have. I don't think there was that much content. And then I started taking a deeper dive into stuff that I watched and consumed. And I'm like, Actually, it's the opposite problem. There was a ton of content that was great, and it was really difficult to narrow down. So much so, in fact, (laughs) normally when it comes to honorable mentions, I try and keep it to five. But you know what? It's our show. We can do what we want, baby. So Mm. I stretched it a little bit. Um, There was just too much good stuff. So I'm going to run through my honorable mentions real quick, and then uh, I'll get your guys' thoughts. Uh, And I'm going by 
the ratings that I gave them uh, in order. Do you? So, uh, yeah. Real quick, I was going to say before you start, do you want me to talk about what was our most anticipated for 2023 first? Uh, I know I'm kind of throwing this at you right here before we do it. You can. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So I'll do it before each of us talk, uh, just so that way it stays a little clean. So um, you're one of your most anticipated for 2023, Papa, was Oppenheimer. Uh, that nice. was uh, coming out in uh, July on 21st, as we mentioned, Barbenheimer, Barbenheimer Day. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Part 1. Um, John Wick, Chapter 4. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife 2, which got pushed, I think, or either just didn't make it, so sorry. Crying. And yeah. uh, one of your other ones was X-Men 97, which I think also, uh, also got, pushed. got pushed as well. Um, your honorables were Knock at the Cabin. Uh, Pixar's Elemental, The Marvels, uh, Evil Dead Rise, and Creed Three, which came out this year, which I totally it like it's crazy forget right? about. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So there's, uh, I think there's some hits and misses in there. One for me that really for stands sure. out. A couple that stand out for me that actually made it through the year was Elemental and The Marvels for you. So, um, great call, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so it's kind of wild because um, I actually didn't watch Elemental yet. <laughs> it's, it's been streaming on Disney on Plus for it was on your honor at least a month. Yeah, and I just haven't gotten to it. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty. I'd say I'm pretty dead on with that list. I I have every bit of confidence that had Ghostbusters, now known as Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire, had that not gotten moved. And had X Men ninety seven not gotten moved, I think they would be on the list. Um, some of the others, yeah, definitely Fair some enough. misses, but there there are some hits too, as as you guys will see. Um, so thank you for that well, recap. Hey, yeah, give us give us your honorable mentions. Absolutely. So kicking it off uh, for my honorable mentions is when evil lurks. Uh, it was released on October twenty seventh, and I gave it four stars. Directed by Damien Rugna and starring Ezekiel Rodriguez and Damien Salomon. So this is a horror movie. Um, it was initially released on Shudder, although I think it may be streaming on Amazon Prime now or or maybe a different uh, format but or a streaming service. But it is a uh, Spanish language horror movie. And boy, this came out of the blue. Um, I did not know anything about this going into it. I just saw a lot of buzz, which only popped up maybe like the week that it had been released. And I'm like, all right, cool. Horror movie with some buzz. Let me check it out. And boy, was I blown away. Uh, tremendous. It is very gory. Um, and it's kind of like a cross between um, hereditary and barbarian not so much with barbarian's story but more it keeps you guessing you never really know what's going to happen next so um highly recommend checking out when evil lurks if you are a horror fan next up i have the last of us season one uh the first episode debuted january 15th so all the way at the beginning of the year and I give uh, season one 4.25 stars. Uh, I know we had an episode about this and, you know, it was created by 
Neil Druckmann and, and Craig Mazin and starring Pedro Pascal and Belly Ramsey. We went into pretty deep detail on the season, but uh, I really enjoyed this. Very much looking forward to season two. I kind of wish maybe they stretched it out a little bit longer, but I also know that, um, you know, they're, they're kind of like in a finite time length with the amount of time it takes to produce this stuff and the age of the stars. You know, you're only going to get so much out of those. Um, those age ranges. So it is what it is, but the quality absolutely there. Uh, next up, I have the super Mario brothers movie on, which was released on April 5th, 4.25 stars directed by Alan Horvath, Michael Jelinek and Pierre Leduc and starring Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor, joy, Charlie day and Jack black. This is another one, man. Like I, I was looking forward to it, but I didn't know how good it was going to be. And for me, it just hit all the points. Is it the greatest movie you'll ever see? No. But is it what you want from a Super Mario movie? 100% yes. Um, animation was done. There was plenty of humor. Uh, was well done. Plenty of humor. Really enjoyed this movie. Uh, next up, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, released April 21st. I gave it 4.25 stars. Directed by Lee Cronin and starring Lily Sullivan and Alyssa Sutherland. Uh, so this is one that I had uh, most anticipated and it did not disappoint. Oh my gosh, I love this movie so much. Uh, and I also loved the experience of getting to see it with you guys. Uh, a few of you guys jumping out of your seats at various moments. That uh, initial um, title card just, roll is one of the out. most memorable. Just call me out, it's fine. <laughs> the title card role is one of the most memorable in recent memory across all movies. Um, just very well done. And I'm, I'm very, I'm a huge fan of the evil dead franchise and I'm very protective of it. So I don't just let any evil dead movie into my heart, but, uh, but this one absolutely continued the legacy and I was so happy for it. And Hey, you know what? I'm ready for more. Um, Next up, Past Lives, June 2nd, uh, 4.25 stars for me, directed by Celine Song, starring Greta Lee as Nora and Tao Yu as Jung Hae Sung. Uh, Korean drama, um, romance movie, uh, just absolutely fantastic. The, uh, the realness of it, um, felt very down to earth, um, Beautiful movie, beautiful interactions, really will get you thinking about um, the choices you make in life and maybe connections that you missed. Uh, just a fantastic movie. Uh, next up, Saw 10 or Saw X, uh, released September 29th, 4.25 stars, directed by Kevin Gruchert, starring Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith. Uh, I think I might have mentioned it before, but not a huge fan of the Saw franchise. I've only seen less than half of them, and I fell away because, frankly, they were getting pretty bad. And this one, uh, through our buddy Sean, friend of the show and former guest uh, guest star, uh, he had great feedback on this. So I went in and was pleasantly surprised, shocked even, at how awesome this was. Very happy uh, that there was a, uh, I don't even want to say return to form because I think this is the best in the franchise. <laughs> they really just knocked it out of the park. There was some great character work. 
obviously cool traps, uh, but really inventive story. Um, so very happy with Saw 10. And last but not least for my honorable mentions, Killers of the Flower Moon released on October 20th, 4.25 stars, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Lily Gladstone. Um, the only knock I have against this is it is a bit too long, but boy, excellent, excellent performances and um, just a fantastic movie. I think Martin Scorsese probably gets a lot of flack for. I think a lot of people, when you bring up his name, they think about him as staying in a certain lane, right? Like you have the Italian mobsters uh, and gangster flicks. So it's like, you know, you got the Irishman and Goodfellas and Raging Bull and all that stuff. But it's like he if you look at the breadth of his career, he actually goes. I mean, he stays firmly in dramas, but he he focuses on all kinds of different uh, subjects and killers of the flower moon is a fantastic take and props to him also for um, sitting with, uh, you know, native American folks and, and Lily Gladstone and kind of revising what was already in existence to, to make it more true to the story and the culture. Um, So I really appreciate that on the back end. And I think it pays dividends because the movie for me was, was really, really good. Uh, So those are my honorable mentions. I know it was quite the list, but uh, let's kick it off with hair. What are your thoughts on these? Yeah. So for me, you got about three of them on there that usually aren't my uh, cup of tea. uh, When evil lurks, evil dead rise and Saul X. Um, Unlike uh, Sean's review, uh, your reviews for these three uh, do not get me excited. Um, And the reason I say that is is I did see Evil Dead Rises and uh, thought it was pretty mid. And I'm not saying that I would never see the other two, but I'm not into the really on the Saw franchise. And I know I don't need to be. I know we've talked about this a little bit before when we uh, usually do our new segment in Saw. X was doing pretty good. But just horror is is really hard for me to enjoy, um, not mainly because it's it spooks me, uh, but you know just because sometimes I, I find it a little bit cheesy. I think there's some people who do that with either comedies or they find dramas to be boring, um, you know, or whatnot. Or like, hey, I could watch a movie about a, a marriage breaking up on my own time, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, so those three right off the bat, um, not huge into, but I, uh, Hey, I'm glad they made your list. Evil dead rise was on your, your honorable mentions for the year. Um, super Mario brothers. I think you hit the, hit it on the, the hit the nail on the head there in regards to why it was so enjoyable. Uh, it was also just, it was, I, I don't know. It was, it was done in a nostalgic way, you know, with callbacks to certain things that I just found enjoyable. Um, even if they were cheese, I remember sitting next to a young kid who, was super excited throughout the whole movie uh, and really enjoyed it. Um, I'm, you know, we'll talk about the last of us uh, season one um, a little bit later as well. Uh, I, I will talk about past lives a little bit uh, more later as well. Uh, but, you know, uh, both beautiful uh, and wonderful uh, shows and movie there and uh, kills of the flower moon. uh I hear what you're saying with it. It just didn't hit me, I think, as as strongly as I wanted. Um, And I was pretty excited when this was coming out. Um, That's why I said hands. You have a a little bit of an ally there. 
Um, but uh, I do think I do think there are things I'd be interested to see Hans's take as as a as not a Marty guy to see what his uh, his opinion is uh, in regards to it. Just uh, because it is a little bit different from him, um, and I think it uh, turns that genre a little bit on its head with the way he does it and, and focuses on different aspects. And I think that works for the movie. Um, I also think it is a long movie, but I think it could have been longer in a way, um, to help, uh, with the story a little bit, but you know, that, that's God, my no. two cents. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Hey, it's coming out on Apple. So we'll see. So we'll see if we'll get a, yes. a different cut. So, uh, hands, what about you for Papa's, uh, honorable mentions? Um, I don't know anything outside of what you just said for, uh, when evil lurks <laughs> and, uh, evil dead rise. So I I'm, I'm in the same I, I think ballpark with Harry, where I don't do horror movies too well. Now, the the exception here would be, and I have not seen it, but it would be Saul for me. Um, I love the Saul franchise. I love all of them. Uh, every I, I haven't seen Spiral, but I've seen every other. You're okay from everything I've, I hear. I, I, I haven't seen that, and I haven't seen the newest Saul. But I, I just yesterday they announced that there's going to be a Saul 11, which I'm assuming will be the sequel to this, uh, which is nice and coming out this year. Uh, Saul movies, you make them for like 20 bucks and it takes like two weeks to film them. So there's like, it's, it's amazing. Um, but so yeah, so, but I, I'm a big, big fan. Like I actually rewatched them with hopes to maybe see Saul X. Uh, I know it's on Amazon for like six bucks to rent. So I might, I might check that out. Um, but yeah, as for the other ones, I probably will never see evil dead and, uh, and, um, when, when evil, evil lurks, lurks. uh, last of season one for Greg. <laughs> yeah, last of a season one. Uh, yeah, we we did do that episode on it, uh, and I know that uh, we will probably be talking about it in a little bit. Um, I, I loved the, the this first season; it was fantastic. This is a great pick. I actually, I'm not gonna lie, uh, when we were doing the Fate Five, and I was looking through your list, I forgot about it. Um, only because it came out so early in the year, and 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 I, I while we were talking, there's one of my honorable mentions that I literally added as you mentioned it because I realized when it came out early in the year. Um, but. Yeah, I mean that's a, a you know it, that won an award at the Game Awards for best uh, adaptation, um, and rightfully so. I can't wait for season two whenever that comes out. I think probably next twenty twenty five. So we'll see. Super Mario Brothers uh, did it break the video game movie curse? I think Last of Us kind of broke the the TV ver like curse for video games. Yeah, um, sure. And Super Mario Brothers, it was it was a an animated Super Mario Brothers movie of what I wanted to see. There were a lot. And Harry mentioned there were a lot of cool references in it. It just was a lot of people gave gave the movie a lot of crap because Chris Pratt was voicing Mario. Who cares? He did okay. He did good. It's fine. I don't really care. Um, it was a, it was an enjoyable movie, and and I liked it. I, I as for as as someone who watches most has watched most video game movies, I was very surprised, and I thought it, it could have been bad, but there you could tell there was a lot of heart that went into it, and they they didn't really. Um, you know, they didn't really just make it. It looked like they really made the movement they wanted and wanted to make it a fun movie. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Nothing and nothing against Marty Scorsese. Sorry, buddy, you're not. I I, I like maybe three or movies. Wolf of Wall Street. I love Wolf of Wall Street. That is a. I've seen that movie so many times. Goodfellas is great for the first like eighty percent of the movie, then it kind of falls apart at the end for me. Um, but nothing against them. I'm and I'm gonna watch this movie. I, I watched The Irishman, which I said I wasn't going to do. Be, and and you know I watched a four hour dreck of a movie. I'm sorry uh, if you're listening, Marty. Uh, sorry, but um, I'll watch Killers of the Flower Moon when you watch Madam Web. So we'll make that deal. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, so yeah, you're gonna watch and, Madam and, Web. Is that what you're saying? No. 
So I'm not going to watch Madam Web. Sorry. If it shows up on Quibi or something. Um, and then Past Lives, uh, I know nothing about Past Lives. So I, I'm glad that it was on your list. <laughs> um, I <laughs> Quick question is Past Lives, and if I, and if I, I apologize my uh, for my ignorance, is this the movie with um, not Emma Stone? Is it Emma? Is that I'm you thinking of poor things? I'm thinking of poor things, not past lives. Oh, uh, Jesus! All right, well, no, it's not cool. that. That's it for All me, right. everybody. Well, it's been fun. Thank you. Um, Have a good night. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, I, just you know, touching base on the horror real quick. I get horror is not for everyone, but for those of our listeners that do partake of Are horror, the horror heads. I think these, yeah, these hit just right. Yeah. So I was, you know I was what? also going to say it was a little disrespectful for Hanratty to not acknowledge Uncharted from last year as being uh, breaking the video game curse, but that's fine. Oh, broke my heart. <laughs> break any curses? No, the video heart. game curse. I mean, look, it's been a while since we did our video game episode, but I don't think that's a thing anymore. I mean, Sonic One and Two were pretty good. You guys enjoyed Mortal Kombat, or at hands, at least I know you definitely. I liked loved it. it. Um, Super Mario Bros. movie. So, I think the video game thing we can we can put that to bed. There's enough quality yeah. coming now. Oh, right, they'll find uh, a way to Greg, ruin it. Greg says it's over. All right, everyone. <laughs> Minecraft's yeah, coming I'm out tall. soon. That'll ruin it. <laughs> Papa's place um, approved. Yes. Uh, all right, hands. Why don't you take us into your honorable mentions? All right. So uh, I went number one. I uh, went Harry? with. Uh, what? Oh, never mind. Did you want me to no, tell go- you what you were most anticipated for, Hans? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I actually have it oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, wanted- yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, you did? I have, it, I have it up, but I, found, I went and found it, but I want you to get – I want to see your reaction as you read them. Okay. Uh, so for Hans's – well, I'll do honorable mention first. So honorable for Hans, Aquaman 2, which hasn't come out yet, but I can't wait wow. to hear your review. <laughs> um, do MC you guys remember Prod- my logic behind that? Um, No, go ahead. I forget it, no. actually. Because – this is the end oh, of the, the, the end of the, yeah. the the DCU or whatever it's called. That's why I wanted to come out and I want that that awful franchise That's to be put right. to rest. That's it. Well, we're almost there, buddy. I yeah, know, almost, almost, almost got my suit uh, ready. You listed MCU projects such as Loki, Quantumania, and Guardians of the Galaxy three, which I think you hit two out of three on that. X Men ninety seven, as we mentioned with Greg. Uh, sadly for you guys, didn't come out. Uh, Knock at the cabin. Uh, as well on your list uh, i think you should leave season three which we got i'm i'm fairly certain so congrats to you i know that's uh right up your alley hands and then your top five most anticipated mission impossible dead reckoning uh across the spider-verse slash spider-man 2 uh you know which we spent uh two episodes on for each of those dune part two sorry sorry sadly for me and you hands we cannot celebrate but we'll get a new March. trailer today though came out i know i know it's fine um and then uh <laughs> Ted Lasso season three. Uh that also uh we talked a little bit about that earlier, uh, and we did an episode on that. And last of a series uh from HBO was a uh, top of your list. So yep. uh, solid list there, and I think some things that'll uh, end up being on your honorable mentions and list here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh yeah, so just started off. I you know, I'll, I'll just say it. Guardians of the Galaxy Three, yeah, that was in my honorable mentions. Um wasn't I think that was that was probably the in, in terms of the Marvel Phase Four movies, movies not projects. This is my favorite. Uh, I, I think they, it got away from trying to get away from multiversal stuff and 
and that main MCU timeline for Guardians to do its own thing. Uh, action in this is great. Great villain. It's I, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy does not really have a miss for me. Um, I'm actually going to watch the holiday special tomorrow. Um, but I, uh, they've been they. It's it's a really enjoyable movie. I watched it a couple times since it came out um, on Disney Plus. So uh, yeah, recommend that one. Um, Super Mario Brothers, which just mentioned a few minutes ago with Greg's Spider Man Two. That's uh, this is Spider Man Two. I should uh, uh, specify the PlayStation game, which we did talk about last week when Dom was on the episode. Um, you know, I, I I think I this probably would have ended up being on my top five, but I did let it stew a little bit and just kind of think about it. Let you know, went through our discussions with it. Mm. Uh, it's a it still is a great game. Now, not taking away from it, it is a fantastic game, but. Um, you know, I think it, it 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 is the fact that it was it was uh it was didn't win anything at the game awards. I think is justifiable. Uh, this is a heavy year for anyone who plays video games. Knows this is a pretty strong year, and it definitely was not the best game. I think I would say it wasn't the best game of the year. At least what what I played. There's one better. We'll talk about it a little bit, but definitely very enjoyable. And this is also fresh too because finished the game like two weeks ago. So yeah. Um, then I have uh, Last of Us Season 1, which, you know, I talked about when Greg said I did a great, fantastic video game adaptation. Um, I, I can't wait for Season 2. It's just everything about this. Even I remember when they announced the cast with it, I was a l- little, uh, like, Bella Ramsey. Like, she's not probably not going to be a good Ellie. Pedro Pascal, who's in literally everything, it seems nowadays, even Fantastic Four, and they didn't even confirm it. Um but uh, yeah, I, it is, this is great. I think it was a good a- adaptation, Greg. The one thing I, when I mentioned when you were, when you had mentioned it was um, I do think they could have stretched it out a little longer. Um, it, it is a very long game season. I think the first season of this show was nine episodes, maybe eight, nine. Um, it wasn't, I don't think it was a full 10, but it's a long game with a lot to fill in, which if they do season two, hopefully they don't jam everything in season two into, I hope they do two separate seasons for that because I think there's a lot of good stuff that they can include and break up into two seasons. But um, I know they're going to start filming that soon. And then number three is the one I just added because you guys had just mentioned it was Creed three. Um, I forgot again, another one that I forgot came out this year. Uh, it felt like it came out last year, but it didn't. Uh, I've watched Creed three a couple times. They added it on Amazon. Uh, I, I, I Creed, I, I'm starting to enjoy the Creed franchise better than the Rocky franchise. And I feel like for Creed. me, it's getting, it's getting better and better for me. And a lot of people don't like three for maybe some of the choices with the, the fights and the anime-ish inspiration from from the final fight with um between Michael B. Jordan for between Creed and um I'm I cannot remember his name, but um Jonathan Major's mm. character. Um but shame. I know. Um it'll come to me like what really we're talking about. For you, huh? I dude, I can't remember I can't I, sometimes I can't remember my own daughter's name. He's got know, two kids. Austin. He's got two Austin. kids. Give him a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I yell, I I call Finn Riley all the time, and I can't. I'm I'm now I'm in that phase that phase of parenthood where I I can't tell my kids apart. One's a boy, one's a girl. Also, one <laughs> one's four, and the other one's four, and the other's eight weeks old, and I can't tell them uh. apart. Um, yeah. So uh, I I love I Creed again. Like I said, it gets better for me. Uh, where this if they end up making a Creed four, which it sounds like they are, be interesting to see where they go with that. But um. I don't know. Apparently, there's going to be like a TV show spinoff too. I don't. They, they're talking about a lot. Getting a little ambitious with this series, but um, yeah. Those are my th- thank you guys for uh, re- making me remember that I did forget uh, all about yeah. it. 
But yeah, thoughts. Harry, you go first. All right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, I think Creed three is probably the worst of the three Creed movies. So I'm I'm happy for you that that it hits, and I do agree with the end fighting scene that it is uh, a different take and a unique take that I um, think is pretty cool. Um, but that, that one's number three out of three movies for me. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about super Mario brothers, uh, already. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, gardens of galaxy three, I think was probably my favorite Marvel property this year. Um, you know, I'd say it even beats out Loki season two for me. Uh, so yeah, a great choice by you. Uh, sadly it didn't make my short list, uh, this year, but it did make my long list. Um, Last of Us Season 1, I got more on that coming soon, but yeah, great, great adaptation of a great game. Um, and Spider-Man 2, um, you know, I, uh, I haven't dove back in, uh, to finish since our, uh, since my, uh, crunch, uh, before the pod last time. Um, not that I don't want to revisit, not that I don't want to see the end of some things, but I kind of felt like such an achievement to beat it that, uh, you know, it's been a little bit difficult for me to jump in, but it's a game that, um, as I mentioned on that uh, pod that we did for Spider-Man 2, uh, I'd be happy to jump back into uh, anytime a game is released for that. So, Papa, I'll throw it to you. Um, real, really quick, um, yeah. I, it came to me. His name is Damien. Damien. It popped in my head. Um, number two. There you go. Uh, props, uh, Dom, thank you for sending me a screenshot of when Harry completed the game. Uh, just and for anyone, we don't really um, – it hasn't been emphasized of how close it was. We start filming this at 8.30 p.m. on uh, – what on, yeah. I think this was like Thursday. Uh, yeah. and Harry finished this game at 8.16 <laughs> p.m. Only the freshest of takes. Listen. For, he I, had 14 <laughs> minutes to spare. You before we started talking about this fresh listen as you guys know in the game there becomes a moment in that last fight where you're kind of going through the ringer with it and had i lost again uh it might have been even closer um and i don't know if i would have gotten through all the cutscenes, but uh they're they're definitely i had my notes i will say prepared well beforehand before i got to the final fight so it was I just, easier I, that I, way, I, but. 14 minutes to spare so he had just enough time to like Heat up like a couple pizza rolls, eat them, yeah, and then get back. <laughs> I went back to the glory time. days. I had a can of coke. Hands I back I, the heated curtain. up some pizza rolls. It was it was lovely. I'm just I I, I feel like that. I there should be an award for that. But that's that's how when when everyone we talked about last week of how close Harry was to finishing the game to when we record it. He had 14 start minutes to go. Oh. Dedication. Uh, hey, you got a pretty good honorable mention list here. Um, Better than I will Greg's start with sure. Creed. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I will start with Creed 3. Uh, Creed 3, I enjoyed. I just didn't think it was as great as the first two. The first two movies are great. This one was good. Um, I actually really enjoyed the anime style uh, or anime inspirations that Michael B. Jordan took um, for the fight choreography. Uh, it's very interesting because I just did a rewatch of the Rocky franchise, not, uh, or I should say the Rocky films, not the, uh, not the Creed stuff yet. But, um, it's funny. Cause like Rocky one through five, you have, you know, very choreographed stuff. And then, uh, Rocky Balboa gave a much more realistic approach to the boxing and Creed kind of continues that until Creed three, where they have this third version of fighting. Um, 
So it's it's interesting to watch the series and go through it uh, and see how things change, but all of it works. Uh, the problem for me with Creed 3 was just the story. It, it's not super memorable. Like, I can remember a few of the major beats, and Jonathan Majors is fantastic. Give him anything, and, and he's a great actor in it. But um, I don't know. I was just a little underwhelmed by the movie as a whole. Um, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Last of Us Season 1 and Super Mario Brothers we already talked about. One thing I did want to note about these and, you know, talk about breaking the curse is uh, there was a lot of active involvement by the creators of these games. And I think them shepherding it, whether it was Shigeru Miyamoto for Super Nintendo uh, or Super Mario Brothers or um, Neil Druckmann for The Last of Us. When you have somebody that is that close to the material and that cares that much for it, and they're involved in the adaptation of it, I think the quality is going to shine through. And I, I don't know if they were absent in both of these projects that they would have been as good as they were. So I think that might be a, a reason for their success. Um, Spider-Man 2, I kind of gave my thoughts on in the last episode. Uh, gameplay incredible can't can't beat it it's top notch but uh story left a lot to be desired for me but again happy you enjoyed it and guardians of the galaxy volume three this was one i had on my list of honorable mentions and i figured one or both of you guys would have it on so i took it off to put on when evil lurks but this very very narrowly uh missed my honorable mentions fantastic choice here great movie great way to close out the um the guardians uh trilogy and uh look a lot of those characters are going to be missed for sure but um happy you gave it some love thanks gents no problem hair what about your most anticipated what do you what did you have oh man let me tell you uh it's a real piece of work uh no i'm kidding um, so for my honorable mentions, uh, for most anticipated, uh, Bo is Afraid made my list, and uh, that was a very uh, interesting movie. Um, it didn't make my long list for best of the year, so uh, yeah. Uh, the Killer, um, which uh, I have yet to see. I'm pulling a Greg on this one. I have uh, I've yet to see uh, this movie. Take your um, time. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying to see it. It's another David Fincher movie starring Michael Fassbender. Uh, we'll see. Barbie uh, made my honorable mention list, which also makes my honorable mentions here. Uh, I'm also mentioned as an honorable mention, The Last of Us. Uh, for my most anticipated, I had Oppenheimer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Dune Part 2, Hands, just maybe one day, man. Uh, actually, March. I'm kidding. It's coming. I know. It's <laughs> um, coming out ready, early Greg. now. We're doing, <laughs> that, uh, we're doing that pod. Um, it'll be the March of Dune. Um, we might do two pods on it. So just put that in your calendars. <laughs> uh, succession season four, uh, which also makes my honorable mention here and Jedi, uh, star Wars, Jedi survivor, uh, the video game, uh, which came out in March, which boy, um, that one doesn't fill me with joy because it didn't even make my short list of the year. And I had a rough time <laughs> with that game while fun, uh, while improves on the last one, just wasn't it this year for me. So Harry finished did you, it 10 did minutes you officially ago. finish it? You did, didn't you? Uh, I did officially finish it. I just uh, didn't. Later. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't platinum it. Um, I didn't do any of that. So, just happy to have that one done. If I'm being honest about it, uh, we'll see how the next one goes. Uh, but anyway, for my honorable mentions of this year, um, one of them, uh, the film Saltburn, 
which I um, got a limited release at some point, I think. Uh, I don't even know if it's been officially released because I don't remember seeing it or hearing any of you guys with chit-chatter of it. Uh, I talked. Uh, I saw it on the 19th of November um, at the Philadelphia Film Festival. Uh, we also talked a little bit about it um, on – well, actually, I guess the release was on the 19th of uh, November. I saw it earlier at the film festival in October. My apologies. Uh, we talked about it on the pod on 11.3 when I recapped the film festival with Greg. Um, and uh, that's directed by Emerald Fennell, uh, stars Barry, uh, Barry Kogan, uh, Jake Belordi. Uh, I gave this five stars. Um I don't think, as I've mentioned before, I think this film is for everybody. Um, I think it's very outlandish. It's very wild at times. It's very uh, crazy. Um, I loved it, uh, but I can see how that might not be for a lot of people. I've heard it be compared or, you know, owes a debt of gratitude to the talented Mr. Ripley, which I've never seen, which now I'm very excited to see. Um, but yeah, this film, uh, it also has some great uh, cameo appearances by Carrie Mulligan, uh, Rosamund Pike. Um, and a couple others in there, um, worth checking out if it comes, you know, on streaming or any point for hands, I would say, uh, and I'll be excited to hear what Papa thinks because there's nobody I can count on more for having an, an opposite take than me, uh, when it comes to content. So I really look forward to that. Um, one of my uh, next honorable mention is Barbie, um, came out on 721. Uh, we talked about it on the eight, four pod, um, and uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, stars Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, has a cast of characters in it as well. I gave it four and a half stars. I mean, as we mentioned earlier, it's the summer Barbie, uh, Barbenheimer. Um, and this was a, a delight. I, uh, number one song on my, uh, I don't have a Spotify wrapped. I'm the Apple music loser that gets made fun of on social media. Uh, but my number one song of the year was Dua Lipa's Dance the Night Away, or Dance the Night um and uh yeah absolutely love that soundtrack um it's 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 just a a funny movie a fun time at the movies uh one of one of the most memorable movie experiences that i'll probably remember forever with just you know uh all of us going to see it in dolby you know and seeing oppenheimer either the day before the day after we we never did the double feature but um i kind of actually liked it that way um because it allowed me to have a whole day to appreciate both films um, one of the movies that I saw at the film festival, another one called Perfect Days. Uh, we talked about this again, as I mentioned on the eleven three pod. Uh, this comes out, I think, in twenty twenty four. Sadly, um, it's directed by Wim uh, Wenders and uh, stars uh, Koji Yakushusho. Yakushusho, I think. Uh, yeah, thank you, Greg. Uh, as always, um, and this movie is uh, it's a very quiet movie. I, I won't go over everything um, in regards to it. Uh, I gave this one four and a half stars out of five um, with my rating. Uh, and it's just a beautiful film. It made me think a lot about my dad um, during it uh, just because of just the, you know, it's it's kind of a, a workman's movie. Um, and the main actor, he kind of, it's just like kind of just views his life and his every day. Uh, you know, I don't know. It doesn't really jump a lot of time. It just seems to be you know, through over a week period or so. Um, it's just beautifully done and it just shows just how simple life can be to appreciate. Uh, sometimes um, it doesn't have to be big, you know, flaunty things all the times. And it's just a, a wonderful look at life. Um, one of the, one of my most anticipated and made my short list this year, uh, just cause uh, I wanted to have one TV show as, as my uh, top five for the year and uh, was succession uh, creator, Jeremy, uh, Jesse Armstrong, um stars jeremy strong kieran culkin brian cox matthew mcfadden sarah snook 
Um, I know we have never really talked about Succession on here. Um, I think it's a great show. Uh, could be maybe HBO's last great show. Um, you know, as far as I would say HBO product. Um, I know they have House of the House Dragon. House of the Dragon? Come on, man. I, and last I, I just, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but I worry, I worry uh, a lot about that. Um, it's a, it's a fantastic show. It has a little bit of comedy, a little bit of drama. Um, it's just a well put together show. It just finished. So if you're a person who likes to wait until a show's over to dive in, uh, there's no better time than now. Um, another honorable mention for me, um, my Greg, I think my list is almost as long as Greg. So I apologize. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man two. Uh, we talked about that on our 12, one pod. Uh, just a just a fantastic game. Like I said, if they make a bunch, you know, eleven of these, I'll be there for each of them. Um, was a little bit let down by the story in this one. I don't think it held together as well or, or had the emotional impact. Um, and after talking with you guys, I think that's pretty much across the board uh, consensus there. Uh, so it's really disappointing uh, for that. Um, and then an honorable mention for the GTA uh, Six trailer uh, that dropped pretty recently. Um, I threw this in here last minute cause I thought what else could I throw in here that, uh, would be a nice little surprise. And, and that, uh, just popped right in the head. Uh, the game doesn't come out till 2025, but guess what'll be on my 2025 looking forward to list. Uh, when we, when we talk about it, uh, that game, um, I might get a divorce. I might, you know, get, uh, you know, my kid taken away from me, uh, when that game comes out, I don't know how. Uh, I'm going to be able to function with life. Uh, Perfectly work. acceptable. Perfectly yeah, work, acceptable. I, I might have to take a full week. I don't know. Uh, I'm just uh, rarely does a game get me as excited as this. Um, you know, and it's such I, you know, you're trying to explain it to people who aren't familiar. I mean, this game is, you know, we've been waiting o- over 10 years uh, since the last one. Um, 12 years since the first trailer dropped for GTA five. It's uh, it's something that is infrequent. It's not like a Marvel property that we get every year, or every other year, you know, at certain points, it's, it's literally something that's been years in the making. And uh, I can't, I can't express how excited I am for that. And um, how much that trailer just, I, I played it on repeat. I uh, put the Tom Petty song. Uh, Love is a long road on my, on my iPhone. Um and uh, every once in a while when I'm just sitting around, I'm like, let me just pop this trailer on real quick. Uh, so uh, super excited for more information for that game uh, to come in the future. So that is uh, my honorable mention list. Sorry if it was a bit long there. Uh, Hands, what, what about for you? What do you what do you think of the uh, the list here? Did, did I gonna, nail it? I'm going to start off with Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. Um, I've actually <laughs> already um, – don't. I, I, she doesn't listen to podcasts anyway. I've actually already made go. a plan Get to her. rent out take a week off of work and get like a hotel room. I'm going to take my PlayStation to the the room. And I'm just going to stay there. And I'm going to work meeting for a week. Oh, going out so, for wow. milk and cigarettes. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're going to say you're going to lie and say you're traveling for work. Is that what, is that what the call is going to be? Yeah. I'm going to stand and drive. Right. or going to vice city. Yeah. <laughs> going to trip vice city. Um, I am extremely, 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 extremely excited for this. Uh, 2025 is seems like a far, far ways away but it's really i guess not depending on when this movie or game does come out uh, i'm all about it uh, i you know once grand theft auto online uh launched i think it, whether i think it was live when the game came out uh you know me and you were the first ones on it um yeah me you and frankie were on there getting starting our our careers in vice city uh it's it, it's wild to believe that it took this year long for a sixth one but uh, i'm all for it i cannot wait uh, I, I, I can maybe catch up on my backlog of video games that I've put aside until that comes out. 
Perfect. Um, but yeah, I am I am all for this. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2, we talked about Succession. Um, I started watching this uh, a few months ago, and then we kind of just gave up on it. Um, I don't know why, uh, but I think that's one of the shows that now that I'm I'm somewhat caught up in what I want to watch, I might go back and just do it without Catherine because um, gotcha. I don't think she, her interest had it. Um, I've seen a lot of clips of of it, and uh, you know they they make me laugh. And I actually will walk up to someone. What Logan says to um, with Kieran Culkin, and he keeps saying, "Are you a sicko?" Yeah. Uh, so I will say Roman. that to a lot yeah. to people. There's a Roman, and uh, they don't, you know, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. Perfect days. Don't know what this is. Uh, so uh, glad glad you you saw it at the film festival, and uh, and it left that impression yeah. of you on you. Uh, so I'm I'm glad. Uh, you know, if it comes out on streaming or something, maybe you know I'll definitely check it out. You but won't. I don't think I don't think they're playing this at the Woodhaven Ten anytime soon. No. Um, Barbie. Uh, I have not seen Barbie. I do believe it's coming out on HBO soon. Or I'm sorry, sorry everyone. Don't don't you know Max? It's coming out on Max. Sorry, um, it's coming out on Max. I think this week, end of this week. So uh, I will be able to check that out without having to go to the movies. Uh, I have every intention to. I really do want to watch it. Uh, you know, just a because of all the hype, but b I've I've heard outside of the hype, it is a uh, it is a good movie. So. Hopefully by the end of uh, next week, I'll have it. I'll have it watched. Um, Saltburn. I'm actually. I really do want to see Saltburn. I've seen the trailer for it. It looks really interesting. It's just not that movie that I'll go out and check out. Uh, yeah. Just you know, with time. But once it does show up on streaming, I will. Um, I will check it out. Uh, big Barry Keegan fan. Uh, I you know I love pretty much everything I've seen him in. Um, I've heard pretty wild things about this. So. Seems like at least from the trailer, it's right up my alley. You would probably be the best judge of whether or not I would probably like it or not. But um, yeah, uh, you know, I think you'll eventually, be in. I think you'll be in. Um, you know, it's funny. Saltburn. I thought that it was actually um, what was that movie that James Gunn did? That Brightburn. I got really confused. Brightburn, yeah. Brightburn, because I said there's already a movie called Saltburn, and it's not mm. it. It's Brightburn. Man, yeah, you gotta get rid of them kids. You're they're really building up to the Burn confused. Cinematic Universe. Next, it's yeah. gonna be Bright Salt Burn. Yeah, yeah. And Mr. <laughs> don't forget about Mr. Burns. They're they're throwing that in as a solo uh, yeah, debut. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and the prequel series up. and the prequel yeah. series Burn Notice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. That was fun, really guys. That. Uh, good choices. Uh, you know, a couple of them I I probably won't see for a while, but um, yeah, you you you, Sorry. you hit you hit that great thing with that great that great thought out. Keep them in mind. Yeah, listen. You don't got to tell me. Papa, what about for you? <laughs> uh, so I'll start off with a GTA 6 trailer as well. I'm really excited for this. I've watched it <laughs> more than a dozen times. Uh, probably not as much as you, but I am very hyped for this. I missed out on a lot of the GTA train because I started off with three and then I played Vice City and San Andreas and I just... I didn't play four or five and uh, mm. I feel like I really missed the boat with five, but I'm super stoked to dive back into this. The trailer just has me pumped. Um, so it's going to be a long wait, but, uh, hey, but I can't wait. <laughs> what, what's great for you is you have plenty of time to dive into five, my guy, and just kind of play it casually. <laughs> so feel free. Yeah, true, the story, true. the story on five is not, I don't think it's long compared to like uh, other previous ones. It's, it's sh- on the shorter side. But if you don't do a lot of the side stuff, yeah, I think that's so, true. I but... mean, you you can get really carried away in in, in these games. Yeah. yeah. 
Marvel Spider-Man 2, not going to dive too much into that. Succession, I uh, have not watched any of, but I'm happy that you enjoyed it. Uh, Maybe 2024. Yeah. Perfect Days sounds like more of what I wanted from Evil Does Not Exist. I think that I will like Mm. Perfect Days. And I know it's not like a one-for-one thing. Yeah. But, um... But you you don't give out high scores like that very often, so I think there might be something to this one, and I, I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. Um, Barbie, absolutely loved. Going to get into that a little bit later. And Saltburn, uh, yeah, very excited. So I think I saw Saltburn is going to be streaming on Amazon Prime on the 22nd. So I will probably watch that right away. Um, no better time. It is in the holiday int- season. Yeah, it is interesting because I was reading some pretty wild stuff on Twitter, and uh, I I asked you to confirm if that was in fact in the film, and and you confirmed it. So I don't know exactly what I'm in for, um, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be excited. And to hear by you the way, um. There was a solid few days of comedy on Twitter from all of the Jacob Elordi and Barry Keegan press conference stuff. Yes, because yeah. Jacob Elordi is like two feet taller than Barry Keegan. So it yeah. just looked like a father and his child. Yeah, yeah. Are they like – is that – that is – is he really that short? Like Barry Keegan, he looks yeah. shorter. I think like, Jacob Elordi is that tall. Jacob Elordi <laughs> I looks, think is – yeah. Barry massive. Keegan looked like Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to check that out. But uh good list. Some good picks Thanks. here. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, don't watch uh don't watch uh Saltburn with the kids. Uh or maybe even your significant other. Maybe just you know. If uh, uh as, dude, as, well I was planning on watching it Christmas morning with the family. Yeah. No? If, so if, I, quote, <laughs> quote hands, uh are you a sicko? Uh if you watch that <laughs> film. So. Question. Question. So on that note, so I watched most of the Saul movies. And one uh-huh. of my one of my top five projects that I'm going to talk about, which is a horror horror series with Riley. Now Riley doesn't know up from down right now. Yeah, can I watch Saltburn with her? Uh, yeah, or I mean you watch, you that? got her in the Saltburn. <laughs> or will or the, I feel? Uh, the will franchise. I feel? Will I feel like You'll I shouldn't feel, be doing this? Yeah, I feel like you'll probably right, feel I some sort of way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wait till she's in bed. I don't know at like eight o'clock or whatever it is. Fit right. it in between her uh, feedings or wake up time. Wait till so. she falls asleep or something. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Probably it's... for the best. All right. Okay. Well, Finn like it. Hard pass. Oh, Finn will love it. <laughs> Finn will love it. Okay. Uh, let's dive into our actual out? top fives here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I will kick it off and I'm going to kick it off with, uh, the first thing that was released for me from my top five. And that is final fantasy 16, uh, the video game for PlayStation five. It was released on June 22nd and I gave it four and a half stars. Uh, it was directed by Kazutoyo, my hero and Hiroshi Takai and starring Ben Starr as Clive. Susanna Fielding as Jill and Ralph Innocent as Sid. Um, I didn't look up uh, Ben Starr or Susanna Fielding's other work, but Ralph Innocent is definitely a that guy. Um, you've probably seen him in movies. His voice is very distinctive. Um, 
but yeah, Final Fantasy 16, just absolutely fantastic. I missed out again, you know, kind of similar to GTA. I I've been in and out of the Final Fantasy franchise where I haven't played a ton of them. Um, some of the earlier ones, seven, eight, nine, I really enjoyed. Um, didn't dig 10 all that much. And then I think I played parts of 12 and parts of 14 and they were okay, but I didn't get very far. Um, so I skipped out on 15 and this one, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, Ooh, this, this is more my speed and it did not disappoint. Um, it did take a little bit to get into just because you're becoming familiar with the world and the setting Her final fantasy game, uh, games are anthologies, basically like none of them connect at all. So, um, each one is a, a whole new thing in and of itself. Um, so yeah, story, it, it took maybe like an hour or two for me to, to get into it. But the good news is that's just a very small portion of the overall game. I like the battle sequences, um, getting switched to more of a real time battle, a la kingdom hearts, as opposed to turn based in previous, um, final fantasy and even just RPG in general, uh, games, um, graphically absolutely tremendous. Uh, I did play this, I think a month or two after release. And by that point, if there were any bugs, they were probably patched out, but I didn't experience any bugs, which I can't say for Spider-Man two or Jedi, um, Jedi survivor. Uh, so for being a triple a, you know, top tier quality game to not have any bugs. Absolutely fantastic score. Beautiful um, story. Like I said, ended up being great. The characters all very unique and compelling. And there are a lot of characters as is typical for a final fantasy game. I, and uh, one of the big things in final fantasy games is summons. Um, they're very special magical spells that you can cast that do a ton of damage and they're usually very well animated and very cool. And they took that concept and really did something completely different with it in this game, making the summons into these things called icons. Um, also not a completely open world game, which many of the final fantasy games have been, if not all of them. And I actually found that for the better because sometimes with open world games, I can get kind of sidetracked uh, whereas this was a little more linear for me, and I I enjoyed that. Um, it's just a fantastic game. Uh, something that you know I was I was looking forward to, but I didn't expect it to deliver on the level that it did. If there's any downside, maybe I would say there's a lot of cinematics. <laughs> so get ready. You know, if you've got a boss battle you think is coming up, there's probably going to be ten fifteen minutes of cinematics before it. 10, 15 minutes of cinematics after it, um, and even longer if it's a, uh, a major battle. But um, beyond that, that's just a nitpick. The game is fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Final Fantasy 16, if you're on the fence, pick it up. Um, Harry, any thoughts on Final Fantasy? Have you ever played any of the Final Fantasy games? Yeah, for me, I, I've never played one. Um, I've what? started to I've started to think about myself as I think I'm a, I think I'm a gamer, bro. Um, mm. you know, like I play Call of Duty, I play Fortnite, Sports I play FIFA, <laughs> uh, I play Spider-Man, um, which, you know, so I, 
I don't know when this happened uh, because I feel like probably when the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out, this happened. It's uh, probably when I started doing that. Um, but I've been really, uh, you know, I have this I have this kid on the way and uh, I, I know there will be a, a solo gamer renaissance coming my way at some point. And uh, I, I look forward to that. And um, I don't know the. There's definitely an element with Final Fantasy where I think, to not uh, steal the word from it, but uh, there's a little too much fantasy in it for me. Um, I, I I don't know. It's it just always when I watch the gameplay, either trailer for it or footage of it, it just seems like a game that's not up my alley. And uh, I don't know what game will help me get into that. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry to, to break some hearts here with that. But uh, yeah, it's not a... You know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds in me and Final Fantasy if I ever jump in. Hans, I got a question for you. Have you played the Horizon games? Yes. Uh, I didn't finish the first one, I but I finished I, – uh, Zero – what was it? Horizon Zero Dawn was the first one. Yeah. I didn't play – I didn't finish Zero Dawn, but I got – I made like 80% of the way through. I did finish Forbidden West. Okay. So minus the platforming aspect – and maybe like the puzzle aspect. Would you say like this would probably be the best Final Fantasy for Harry to transition if you were going to try one? I would say this one or um I would say this or Final Fantasy 7 remake um would be if if True. if you want that or if you want to go linear, I mean one of the least reviewed ones and this isn't to steer you in the wrong direction is and it's it's one of the heavy criticisms of Final Fantasy thirteen, um, is a lot of people didn't like it because it was extremely linear linear. And mm. the story was a little eh, like but I think it is it's an underrated one. But like thinking back now of what like it seems like what the direction of and gameplay that Final Fantasy is gonna go in, I would get I would definitely do remake and then you have Rebirth coming out, Final Fantasy seven remake and Rebirth comes out in February. So um no remake I, I would say that. I would say that would be this Final Fantasy VII Remake or Final Fantasy sixteen would be a good jumping on point. I mean, for a thing it's called Final Fantasy, they're going to keep pushing them out. So there's yeah, right. no final. I My thought is this is very much a third-person adventure <clears throat> game, just yes. minus the platforming and the puzzles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I and Harry, just knowing like you're, with your and I know me and you are a little different. And once I you know I'll jump into my thoughts with Final Fantasy sixteen. I know I, I'm very into turn based games like J, JRPGs or you know uh, for those uh, Japanese role playing games. So they they originally originate uh, overseas. Uh, so I don't think you're in Japan. <laughs> in Japan, um, I um I don't think you would do well with like the older school like two three. And like seven, eight, nine, only because I think gameplay for and I I could be wrong, but I know you like gameplay. It's like more fast paced. Like there is a lot of downtime and slow, like walking around in these games where it's just like even sometimes I find it tedious because it's like you have to walk from town to town, and then you're just going to like eight, eight or nine random battles, which I like. You may I don't know, but like yeah, that's why I think like Final Fantasy VII the remake is much more like. They have fast travel in this. You can skip all that stuff. I just mean like the general gameplay, like not like taking away fast travel where it's just like 
if you're in like the open world, then like random encounter, like random battle encounters, encounters. I just feel like the older Final Fantasies are much slower in terms of pace, which they are because it's like you know with this there's much more enemies and just much more action. It's an action game. It's not necessarily yeah. like it is a role playing game, but I, I think that this would be this or Final Fantasy Seven would be much more your speed um, to jump on Word. at least. The older ones, I even when I replayed them, they just re, like they just uh, released like six or seven of remastered ones from the SNES and um, NES, and even like I play them now, and I'm like they're a little like I love them at the time, but now they're just a little, you know. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to hijack, but if you're interested in making the jump, and I'm not trying to influence you, I think this would probably be a good point if you ever get to there. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Or watch Madam Web. Got Sorry, it. I just wanted to include that. I I said I was going to make a Madam Web reference in each episode, and there it is. Um, Your second one in this episode. So yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. I just had to. Just, any <laughs> any other thoughts, Harry, on Final Fantasy sixteen? No, I mean, listen, I uh, it's it's something you know that I think uh, when we talk about you know, like I I sometimes I feel like when we talk about a game like this, this is how hand feels hands feels a lot of times when we talk about certain movies or television shows, and it's like. You haven't seen this and it's like it's right up your alley and I don't deny that I would probably like it. I just think like 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 a show just like Succession, um, you know, for is like probably a daunting task. It's three three uh four seasons, I think, and you know, however many hours of television, it's like, do I want to commit that? And you know, a lot of times I like a game like Spider Man because I can I know I can, you know, fly through it in a twenty hour campaign or whatever. And I'm not saying that this game's a sixty hour campaign, but you know those those games involve a little bit more attention to detail and sometimes i also worry for myself like i'll get like deep into them and all of a sudden it'll be like what happened to fifa weekend league and it's like i didn't play it because i was playing this and maybe that's for the best but um it sounds like a fun game i'm glad you had fun with it and uh you know one game that i think uh sounds like the apex of it judging by what came out this year which uh I'm thinking about trying to jump into is Baldur's Gate three, um, which one game of the year, as I mentioned, and uh, that one sounds absolutely intense and insane, but um, that might be, you know, a dive in that, that might be, that might convince me to try uh, games like final fantasy 16 uh, a little bit more. Hans, do you want to take the plunge or you want to get to it when you get to it? No, I'll I'll do it now. Um, no, that's fine. Okay. Just while we're on the topic, so no, I I I know I was the first out of I I played it the day it was released. I'm I'm a big Final Fantasy nerd, as I kind of just maybe gave off some hints uh, a, a couple minutes ago. Uh, I was very much anticipating this. Uh, you know, I'm I I find the the good in all Final Fantasy games where a lot of people find a lot like like to criticize it. So like 15 got a lot of bad slack. I know like 14's like an MMO um 13 got a lot of bad stuff but i think there's a lot of good stuff in this and i think 16 a lot of it's getting a lot of uh, a lot of people don't like it because it's it's not final it's not final fantasy in their eyes um in my opinion this is it's 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 something new that i didn't really i i didn't want the same formula over and over i hate that with when it comes to games that's why i like i suggest like the mass effect series um they're really good with that where they change it up especially with like some of their their uh their combat and you know some of the stories and everything I, they they keep it fresh as you're playing um but with final fantasy i think this is a great story it is it is uh, to greg's point it's there's a lot of cutscenes 
Um, I might have been on PlayStation. I might have been talking to you guys online when you guys were doing something else, or I don't know. But there was like an hour. I, I had like going into the last battle, and I it, it seemed like I just pressed through because I'm like I got about an hour left. I can't just I you know I I just got to go through it. I was up to like two a.m. playing playing a damn game. Um, but it's it's fantastic. This is all, this is all my top five. Um, I wasn't disappointed. Uh, the characters are great. Uh, it does take a little bit for the story to develop and figure out what's going on with it. Um, visually, this is probably the best Final Fantasy I've played. Even I, I comparison would be Final Fantasy VII remake that you know we just talked about a couple minutes ago. Um, but it, it's it's a, a visually beautiful game. They there's the even just the regular battles and, and you know you know for, if boss battles that are just take it to a whole new level and they do something that really utilize the PlayStation 5's um, hardware capabilities, uh, which is which is great because I don't think we've seen that in in a PlayStation 5 game yet. Uh, there's been exclusives, but I, I feel like they were really pushed the limits with that. Um, I, I it kind of you know I, I've I never I played out of the 16 Final Fantasies. I said I probably played 12 or 13 of them. Um, but I think this would probably be up there in the newer generation. And when I say newer generation, I mean like PlayStation on, like Final Fantasy VII on. Um, this is this is definitely one that like sticks with me. Uh, it's a it's a long game. I think it took me about forty five hours to plow through and get the story. Doing some some side stuff. There's a lot of side quests to do. Um, there's a lot of a lot to the story, but um, it's very Game of Thrones ish with its story um and yep. just one way to compare it um but i love that i i i would love to go i know they they add like a new game plus or like some other thing there's some dlc that just got added just dropped yeah um sunday at the game like after the game awards and then there's some dlc coming um i think in a couple months um so maybe that'll get me to jump back into it i'm still working on a couple games now but uh you know, that might be something that I, I do go back into. It's tough when they release these DLCs on these games. It's like four or five months after you finish them because it, it takes a lot to go back in. And I don't remember things easily. So I got to like remember controls and everything. And it's just it, it takes it away from me. But no, I, I'm, I'm glad that, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Cause I know we talked about it a little bit in work, but I don't think we ever really talked about like our final, no pun intended, our final thoughts on it. But um, yeah, so good picks. So it's it. Thank you. And it's funny that you uh, mentioned the DLC because just real quick, like I'm not a big DLC guy, like extra missions or stories. I figure, you know, if if it was really that good, it probably should have just been included in the main sure. game. Um, and usually when I'm done with a game, I'll just uninstall it because I'm not a big replay guy either. But uh, I did uninstall this, but I'm absolutely going to reinstall it because I want to play the DLC for this. And that is. I can't even tell you the last time I played a DL add-on DLC story. Like I didn't even do that for any of the Spider-Man games. So yeah, very excited for that. Uh, uh, real quick too. Um, oh, and I'm sorry, hands. Just to clarify, was this one of your picks on your list? Yes, it was. This was not. This sorry. Uh, this was one of my five uh, faves of the year. Okay, very good. And. Uh, one other bit of breaking news, sad news, unfortunately, mm. but uh, Andre Brower uh, has passed away. This just came through, uh, said he was 61. Uh, yeah. You guys might know him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was in Glory, tremendous movie with Matthew Broderick, Denzel. So. Sad stuff. Shame. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, Andre Brower. Great voice. Yes. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. 
Uh, okay, so we did a pick for me and Hans. Um, Harry, why don't you take us to one of your top fives? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, one of my first uh, faves of the year this year, uh, surprisingly for me, um, or maybe not surprising if you know me, um, was uh, film Anatomy of a Fall, uh, which was which I saw on October 29th. Um, I think got uh, a release around then in regards to, but again, as some of these uh, smaller possible awards contending films, uh, they kind of come out uh you know, limited and then, and then grow from there. Um, its director is, uh, Justine Trite, uh, stars Sandra Huller. Uh, it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes Film Festival, which, um, you know, kind of kicks off the award season as far as, you know, who are contenders and, you know, gets uh, a lot of films noticed. Uh, and I talked a little bit, uh, actually I didn't talk about this one cause I didn't see it at the festival, but, um, I saw you shortly after, but, uh, it's uh it's about a woman who is suspected of her husband's murder and their blind son faces a moral dilemma as the main witness. Um now what I loved so much about this film and how I feel as though uh Neon has been advertising it is kind of a did she do it um thing in regards to this uh movie. I don't think I'm spoiling anything by with that. Uh but the movie's real focus is just kind of uh how a trial um can kind of throw a lot of chaos into uh to a family um and you know what is the story of a family what is the story of the relationships what is the story of of parents and their children um and it hits on so many different uh different aspects of of life um not not dissimilar to past lives um and uh, this film is is probably one of the best of the year. I think San, Sandra Huller uh, gives one of the best performances of the year uh, with this film. Um, it's you know it, it's it has French in it. It also has English in it. So it's it's also as I mentioned with some of the themes of the movie, it also deals with you know language in a certain way um, as well, or being you know a person uh, who lives in a different country um, in regards to that. So. Uh, yeah, just uh, a, a film, you know, that spends some time in a courtroom as well. And I, I'm kind of a sucker uh, for that when it happens, you know, bring me a courtroom in a movie and you got me you got me hooked, especially if it's, uh, you know, you have an interesting prosecutor, I guess I would say. So, um, yeah, this uh, this film uh, really, really surprised me in a, in a really good way. Um, you know, when I when I was going to see it, I was hoping that it would hit all the marks for me and it did. I gave it four and a half stars. Uh, can't speak highly enough about this one um, and would highly suggest it if you are a film lover. Cool. I have not heard about this movie until just now. Uh, I might have nominated the Golden heard, Globes too. I might have heard you mention it at lunch or something. Um, no, it sounds interesting. Uh, I like you. I do like courtroom drama type movies. Uh, funny. Uh, My Cousin Vinny, it's not a drama. It's more of a comedy, but it's been on a lot. So um, I can't believe <laughs> you're – you're bringing that into this conversation. The same. He's at, apples I, and oranges. Harry, my to guy. Harry's point. He said he liked courtroom movies. I like courtroom movies too. And my cousin Vinny's a fantastic courtroom movie. I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> very, right. very opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, no, but I, I, and just to just to kind of get back into serious point. Um, no, I, 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 it sounds interesting to me, and I like these that you know with these i guess i don't know if you say suspense but these kind of whodunit 
type situation movies. Um, is it and and you said that there's it's it's there's French and American. Is it is it considered like a foreign movie? Is it mainly in French with? Yeah, so so France could have submitted this for their um, internet best international feature, uh, but they submitted uh, the Taste of Things um, as which I okay. also saw at the film festival. So this could have been France's submission, but it wasn't. It would probably be honestly, uh, I wouldn't call it a shoe in, but uh, I would. I would say it would be up there for a contender for best. Gotcha. But I think it'll get best picture recognition as well. All right, cool. Yeah. I, I yeah, like I said, I, I may have heard it in, in passing when you guys are talking about it, but um, it's definitely film festival ish movie. Um, but I'm glad, glad you enjoyed it. Greg, did you see this with Harry at the film festival? No, well, he didn't see this at the festival, but it was around that this. time. Yes. Okay. That, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, I saw the trailer for this maybe like a week or two before it was released, and I got very excited. It looked very compelling. And um, unfortunately, this is one of those where it's like I've only got so much time and I just wasn't able to make it out to the theater to see it. And it's, you know, it, it's one of those that's probably only out for a couple weeks and then it's gone. Yeah. Um, so I am looking forward to this hitting streaming because it's definitely on my radar. Um, and, and I'm, I don't want to say I'm shocked, but uh, it's, I guess, pleasantly surprising that this is getting such uh, love um, that, that it's kind of a, I guess a dark horse contender for some of these um, awards during award season. So yeah, definitely looking forward to this for sure. Uh, bigger question: Have you seen my cousin Vinny? I have. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, I just watched it fully for the first time within the last year or two. It's on Paramount so. a lot, so it's like couples retreat. Good stuff. It's on all time. So I, I mean, it was it. okay. I watched <laughs> it twice over the weekend. <laughs> Okay. My guy, my guy doesn't have time I, for Saul Ten, but he's watching I, I my cousin visit. I couldn't twice. find the remote. I couldn't find the remote, and the Eagles were getting slaughtered. I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna put my cousin Vinny on it rather yeah, watch it for the second time." Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, circling back to me, my next pick is gonna be Barbie, released July 21st. Um, I gave it 4.5 stars, and I'll get back to that in a minute. But it was directed by Greta Gerwig. Starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Simu Liu, and Ariana Greenblatt. So, uh, the interesting thing with my score was when I initially saw this, I gave it a four because I'm like, I don't, I, I really loved it. I did, but I don't know if it, if it really stood the test. And, and with me, I, like, I, I review stuff and I rate it right away uh mainly so i don't so i can kind of put pen to paper and remember the details for a movie this one i went back and revised my score maybe a few weeks later to four and a quarter and then when i was formulating the list for this i went back and revised the score again to four and a half and i've never done that for any movie um because the more i think about it the more i love this movie i saw it twice in theaters um which you know, is pretty rare for me. Cause again, I don't get a ton of free time. Absolutely love this movie. It just, it fires on all cylinders, perfect cast, great songs, 
great story, production design out of this world. Humor is excellent. I mean, it's just, I can't speak well enough about it. And they really tapped into some magic with this. To take a property that, by all any measure you would think, oh, it's just going to be a silly kids movie. Like they don't need to put care and love into it or anything like that. It's going to make a billion bucks because it's Barbie. You know, it is what it is. Um, I shouldn't say a billion. I should say, you know, a couple hundred mil, but they didn't do that. They didn't go that route. They did craft something intelligent with heart and didn't make it formulaic at all and made it, um, you know, kind of self-aware and still have, some great messages and uh it's just a fantastic movie and i i love it um i'm a little hesitant because it seems like margot robbie has said oh yeah we're just this is this was intended to be one and done and i don't think it's gonna happen but i know i know warner brothers discovery sees a bill at the box office and they're already plotting for a way to make a sequel and I dread that a sequel gets made without Greta Gerwig or Margot Robbie or whatever. And I'm not into that because this was just chef's kiss. <laughs> it was fantastic. And yeah, I mean, the the experience that we had going to see this, Harry, you mentioned it. We uh, we did the Barbie party. Uh, all of us dressed Barbie pink. Party. Like, fantastic. Soundtrack, Dance the Night, Barbie World with um, Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice. Fantastic songs. You got the Billie Eilish song uh, also. Yeah. Um, I mean, this movie was amazing. (laughs) There was nothing I didn't love about it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that, uh, and again, you know, we we talked about Golden Globes and it it not really being super important. I'm happy it's getting some recognition there. We'll see what happens come Oscar time. I think it does deserve uh, at least nominations. I don't know that it'll win anything. Maybe Best Supporting. Um, we'll have to see what the the fields are for that uh, best supporting actor, I should say. But um, yeah, I can't I can't talk enough about how good this is. And hands, I'm really excited that you're gonna get to check this out because I think you're gonna enjoy it too. So um, with that said, yeah, no, I mean, I think you know you said it wonderfully. With you know, it didn't have to have so much heart. Um, I think one of the knocks for me with this is that it gets a little silly with the Will Ferrell um tell stuff in it um and kind of takes me a little bit out of it um but otherwise i think it's uh i think it's a fantastic movie i'm i'm so i'm so happy that it did so well at the box office uh along with oppenheimer um as a as a as probably a, a huge movie guy uh as as we can obviously tell from this pod uh, I was happy to see but success for both movies, you know, the weekend of that, you know, the time we spent with it, you know, just the experience we had with, you know, going with people who don't often go and just dressing up, having a fun time, uh, having a Barbie party. Uh, you know, the soundtrack was great. Um, and just what what a fun time at the movie. So uh, I'm sorry you didn't get to experience that hands. But as Greg mentioned, I think the movie uh, will still touch you or at least, uh, you know, resonate with you. And if yeah, you I'm, want us to come over and have a Barbie party when you watch it, yeah, just say the let word, us brother. know, man. Invite <laughs> us. We'll be there. Come over. Bring some sodas. Okay. We'll be good. No, I'm excited. So I'm, I'm glad you guys, you guys are just speaking nothing but good things about it. And so, yeah. 
Yeah, I can't wait till he sees it. And he's like, that was good, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was, it was fine. fine. <laughs> the old the old Harry review. It was fine. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Chef's kiss. <laughs> All so. right. Uh, Hans, what do you got next for your feet? Five. Um, number two is something we covered a couple episodes ago was Loki season two. Um, so, you know, just if, if you want our full thoughts, go back and check that episode out. We, we did talk a bunch on that and the Marvels. Um, one of my biggest things that I have with the phase four or five, whatever phase we're in with Marvel is lack of direction. And, and I kind of lost faith, a lot of faith in Marvel outside of guardians three. Um, but you know, this is the most recent, well, Marvel's is the most recent, but, um, the most recent TV show where it kind of, even thinking about it and I watched the finale even, um, again after we talked about it just to see and kind of after we we got our thoughts about it and just to see you know look at it from a different different point of view and um i i love this show it it really is something special for someone who has stuck with the mcu for 2009 2008 when uh the first iron man came out um and the fact that you know a lot of stuff was I was losing faith in Marvel and it's not just not, I knew that they would write the ship, but they went through that time of just like, we're going to pump out content. We're going to pump out this, 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 like you need to follow seven different shows this year. And, and this, and it just, there was no, there was no creativity. There was no, it was just the sake of doing something. And it didn't really matter what the story was. It was just, it was just generic, just, just generic product. And I think Loki kind of broke that mold with doing, took a lot of chances with, um, with their storytelling, with their characters, they added in new characters, which, you know, we care about and, and brought season one characters back that gave them a little more to do. Um, the set pieces in this, it looked like some of them had to have been practical. Just, it looked like a fun set to be on, but there was a, a, even with the special effects that they used with that, this is a Marvel, a Marvel, project that we always talk about the special effects of how rough they look this looked amazing the music in this is amazing it's just everything about it and and i when we talked about season one last year or whenever we talked about season one was this was a project that i did not want i did not think i want i did not want anything this i didn't think this was going to hold water i thought this was going to be more of a oh they're just trying to the, the marvel cash cow and I was completely wrong. Even after the first season, I was like, I, I want more. Like I didn't, I didn't want a season full of Loki. Um, he was a villain that died like four times on screen already. And it just like, we know who he is. And I thought his exit in infinity war was, was perfect. Uh, I know this isn't the same Loki. You'd say that on the internet and you get blasted for it. And people are like, Oh, you don't understand the show. Um, so I just think this was something that they made. They made a character that, people already cared about but liked to hate him they thought he was a great villain and made him probably one of the best heroes and best characters in the mcu at least that well most developed i think probably ever and overall in in terms of the the mcu over 15 years um i love that i i really want to i'm i i don't know what they're going to do for the character moving forward or whether or not it's going to kind of tie into the kang dynasty if they even do kang dynasty dynasty anymore or whatever um, I know the writers for Loki are taking over Kang Dynasty duties, which is great. I think it's Michael Waldron, um, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I just I want more. I want more Loki. I don't think I'm going to get more season three Loki, but I, I just I think the way they they wrote the character off was perfect. So, yeah. What are your thoughts, Papa? 
Yeah, this was another one that's a great pick. I uh, It just missed my honorable mentions. Uh, again, kind of just trimming off what I could. But um, but yeah, it, it was really well done. Definitely a highlight for uh, Phase 4 or 5, whatever phase we're in. Um, I don't know anymore. And Yeah, and I really... Uh, I really enjoyed the full circle stuff with Loki. Um, you know, his his character development and his character arc seemingly coming to a close or at least, you know, leaving off at um a really touching full circle point. Uh I loved the addition of OB, um Kihoi Kwan. Glad to see he's getting more gigs. Uh please keep him coming. Uh he's a very down to earth person and i think um a lot of that plays into his characters that he portrays he's just very easy to connect with for some reason i don't know um love that we got more jonathan majors again fantastic actor and uh love that we got more more mobius with owen wilson uh tremendous and you know that that final moment that we see with mobius where he's just uh taking time to kind of visit the life that could have been um, very, very poignant. And again, you know, we talked about it with Barbie, but a moment with a lot of heart and like in this day and age with Marvel and, you know, being dozens and dozens of movies in and how many TV projects, Disney plus projects, all that stuff. It's tough to find stuff that, that resonates um to the core and loki is one of those projects so i'm happy that you gave it some love here it definitely deserves it uh Hera, what about you yeah i mean i think you guys are hitting the nail on the head uh, like with the best it's probably the best of a lot of bad uh phase four phase five stuff um in regards to and as far as a fully contained marvel storyline uh, i think it really works i mean obviously you have to watch some of the earlier phases to kind of get to see where Loki has gotten to. Um, but you could pick and choose those if you really wanted to get technical with it. Um, my biggest issue with it is, is that I don't think I've thought about this show since it finished. Um, maybe that's because there hasn't been much, you know, as far as like continuing the story, which again, I think is more of a plus. Um, and I just don't think it resonated with me the same way it did with you guys. Like I mentioned, I think it is, one of the the better probably you can make the case is the best Marvel show. Um, you can make the case of one of the best storylines in the Marvel saga. Um, and uh, it is a bright spot in a very dire state of films and television shows over the past couple of years with Marvel. And, you know, there's not going to be a lot of it in 2024. So um, hopefully that's positive. Um, again, not everything has to connect together to create this huge story um i think they've gotten caught in that uh madam web sorry uh just web um <laughs> with it uh that's but, three <laughs> but uh i think you know going to create a story as hans mentioned with the writers of loki taking over for kang dynasties um and just being having showrunners who are smart, intelligent uh, about what they want to do with the show and the story they want to tell, I think can only add to the quality. And hopefully Loki is one of the one of the gems in a pile uh, in the future. But we'll have to wait and see with that. But yeah. 
Solid choice. Thanks, gents. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Um, <laughs> all right. Back over to me, I believe, uh, which yep. I'm going to talk about uh, a film, Past Lives, uh, which uh, Greg had mentioned earlier. This made my uh, Fave Five of the Year. Uh, came out July 5th, uh, directed by Celine Song, stars Greta Lee, uh, Teo Yu, and John uh, Marigo. Um, and I gave this film five stars. Uh, uh, this film kind of stayed with me after I saw it, uh, and I thought a lot about it. Um, uh, the plot of Past Lives, if you're unfamiliar, is uh, Nora and Haesong, uh, or Haesong, uh, two deeply connected childhood friends, are uh, are you know end up falling apart um, after Nora's family immigrates from South Korea. Twenty years later, they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront uh, notions of love and destiny. Um, now, that might sound a bit intense um, compared to the story that is told, uh, but, man, um, if you've ever been in love, if you are in love, if you've ever lost love, if you've ever experienced the feeling of love, I think there are a lot of things with past lives uh, that, that are easy to connect to. Um, the story is beautifully told, well-acted, uh, the shot, a lot of the shots in the movie, this, uh, film takes place in New York and in, uh, in South Korea, uh, but mostly in New York, um, are just, are just wonderful. Uh, the, the scene where they first meet up after, uh, 20 years of not seeing each other. I, uh, I almost got, I almost cried, um, just because it's such, and it's not even an emotional moment in the movie. I mean, you know, these two people who, you know, are going to connect at some point end up connecting. And I don't know, it was a little overwhelming for me. Um, you know, it's a film that I think that I think is, can easily leave you uh, in tears at the end. Um, and there's just so much about this film that I would highly recommend um, again, without giving away certain plot points or going into detail about it. But uh yeah as i mentioned if you've ever not even in love if you've ever liked somebody um if you ever you know never pursued something um you know and in regards to a relationship if you pursued something in a relationship i think there's a lot there uh in this film um yeah and it's uh it's a beautiful story uh highly recommend hope it sticks around uh for festival or award season i should say um because this did come out a little earlier in the year but uh, yeah, the highest of praises for me uh, with this one uh, for it. Uh, Pop, I'll throw it to you since uh, I know Hanratty uh, probably might not ever see it um, and also hasn't seen it. Uh, I've, so I've never been in love. I have no soul. All right. Okay. He's got two children Let's and a wife, your wife. Everyone. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, let's throw it to no, Pop. I didn't say that. There we go. Uh, right. Yeah. His so, mic's been cut. Uh, He's being beat. Yeah. <laughs> My internet. Yeah, off. you you made a lot of great points here, and I know I touched on it a little bit earlier, but there, I mean, this was a fantastic movie, and it it definitely warrants a little more discussion. Um, the writing in it, fantastic. The performances, nuanced. Um, there's a lot of complex emotions uh, that yeah, happen, great point. Um, throughout the movie, and I would say probably even the most complex is towards the end of the film um when you have uh kind of a love triangle going on and um it's it's really interesting because you think it might go one way but it 
goes a different way. And uh, that's what happens in life, man. Uh, yeah, yeah that's the thing I was going to say is I don't think there's any right or wrong answers uh, in the film. Yeah. Um, and I think you could leave the film wanting one, another thing. Um, but I think that's that's the beauty of the movie is that it, you know, you can use your own experiences in it um, with either the feelings you felt for, you know, your loved ones or for others. And you can be open to, uh, you know, different interpretations of, of love. And yeah, it's wonderfully told. Yeah, I agree. I think everybody, you know, hands all jokes aside, I think everybody has uh, loved and lost at some point or, or most people, I should say. I know some people marry their high school sweethearts or whatever, but I think most people have had a relationship or something where they, they think it's going to turn out one way and it, you just grow apart and, and things don't. Yeah. And oftentimes, especially as you get older, <laughs> and I can say this is the elder statesman of this group, uh, you know, you think back on things and it's like, you kind of wonder what would have happened if things turned out a different way or if we reconnected. Um, if you never moved, if you never yeah. you know, took that job and or just, if you never went to that school. Yeah. And, and pulling back from that, even like you were saying, just, yeah, taking, taking a look at the the roads of life and how, how you got here. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's a very, just amazing look at that type of scenario and uh again beautifully acted um it really this movie popped out of left field for me because this was one i had seen and heard nothing about and then i think you were the opening salvo where like you watched it you gave it a, a high uh rating and a good review and then a couple other friends i know saw it and same thing and then it's like oh okay this is this is across the board getting high praise. I need to check this out. So, yeah, it's a special um, film. I I, uh, I did, and I'm thankful for it. So, uh, hands, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much up your alley this would be. I don't think it probably is. It was fine, but I, yeah, <laughs> I would say this this is a very heartfelt movie, and I I think that there's stuff in here that you would enjoy, and I would recommend it. So. Uh, taking back, yeah, I take back the I don't have a soul comment. Um, you know, I, this this does seem like it is. He uh, has I, one. He just sold. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I would say that this this is somewhat in my up my alley. Um, I do I I do like these type of movies. The more like what if kind of deal. Like uh, one example would be like Five Hundred Days of Summer. If you have ever seen that, that's like kind of yeah. like a that's one of my favorite like. That's not really romantic comedy or whatever, but like it's definitely in that ballpark of like things of like you can go one way, how you different, like how you don't really expect it. So I, um, no, I, I, I definitely would like to check this out uh, if it comes on some kind of streaming platform soon. Um, but I just checked while you guys were talking and I did not see it anywhere on there. But, um, you know, I, 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 I would be interested in checking this out if it became nice. readily available. So. I would yeah. say it's worth the money shelling shelling out the money. Like if you we'll if you got to rent it on Amazon and it's six bucks or whatever, I'm just throwing it out there. My personal opinion. Yeah. I'll be yeah. the judge of that. Yeah, skip a <laughs> skip a Starbucks trip and you'll be able to uh, to get it. You'll sure, be good. sir. <laughs> Enough of you. Okay, well, excellent choice, Hair. Um, 
going to bring it back around to me. And so the interesting thing is the remaining on my list, there's a couple that we share. So I'm going to go with the one that we don't share. And All right. that is a recent one. One we've even talked about earlier in this episode, and that is Godzilla minus one released on December 1st. Uh, I give it 4.75 stars directed by Takashi Yamazaki and starring Minami Hamabe and Ryunosuke Kamiki. Uh, boy. I am a huge Godzilla fan. Most of you know this, uh, listeners and Hans, Harry, you guys obviously know this, have been my entire life. And when I walked out of this, I thought this might be the best Godzilla movie that I've ever seen. And here on December 12th of 2023, I'm able to proclaim it is the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. There it is. Yes. Um, Eat your heart out, Matthew Absolutely. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that it's enjoying the success it is, but I almost wish that there was a little more of a marketing push because I feel like this needs to get out to the masses. Like this, this could be even bigger and bring in more money than, than what it is. Um, you know, Toho is the creator, original owner of the Godzilla IP. They lease it out to legendary and, you know, we have the, the MonsterVerse stuff, which, Hey, I like that. But, um, but this, this is its own thing. Um, it's set in its own world. Doesn't connect to any other previous Godzilla movies, which some Godzilla movies do. Some don't. Um, but the core here is the human story. And in Godzilla movies, I think the common misconception, and I've talked to you guys about this before, but the common misconception is always, Oh, it's just monster fight. Like, I just want to see the monsters. Just show me that. There's not a single Godzilla movie that is, well, there might be one actually, but but beyond that, every other Godzilla movie has a core with human characters. You have to have it. Um, so you really need to make that count. And they took an amazing shot at it with this. Uh, in terms of heartfelt story and something that... Um, you know, you you can relate to a lot uh, in terms of having your past come back to haunt you and being traumatized by that and not being able to move forward with your life because you're hung up on something from the past. All of these things are in play in Godzilla Minus One. And you also have the horrifying backdrop of World War II and the damage that was done to Japan during that time. Uh, this movie, honestly, and I you know, you can scoff all you want, but with it being a Godzilla movie, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful from a writing perspective uh, and narratively, and it was beautiful from a visual perspective. Um, just very cinematic. The CG, <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> so when we talked about it after seeing the film, uh, Sean read the stat that it was like 15 million us. Yeah. It costs to make this, which is mind boggling, mind boggling that it looks as good as it does for that budget. And since then the director has said, I wish we had 15 million. It, it was less than that. So, um, 
I don't know what to make of that, but either way, 15 million US dollars, Marvel spends hundreds of millions and does not get the quality that we got here. Uh, absolutely at you, quantum mania. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely devastating to see the damage being wrought. Terrifying, which is what Godzilla should be. He's a force of nature. Um, and honestly, a pretty unique, uh, pretty unique way that they thought of to defeat him. Something that I haven't seen in, in a Godzilla movie before. Um, very, very interesting. It harkens back to other uh, films. I think Jaws is a primary one that we yeah. identified. Um, so, hey, if you're going to, you know, kind of um, take some vibes and some themes from a movie, let's go for the greats. And, and for sure, that's one of them. Uh, I can't speak enough about this movie. And I'm so happy, so, so happy that we got this type of Godzilla film. I don't know that we'll ever get another one on this level, um, which, you know, it is what it is. It, it's Godzilla. It doesn't have to be perfect. But this was such a surprise. I knew from the trailer it was going to be something I was going to dig. I didn't know that it would be this amazing. Um, and I'm I'm happy that it's across the board. Everybody is praising this movie. It's nice. It, it feels a little bit like validation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, geek stuff can be great, too, you know. Um, I, I'm just going to keep gushing over this. So I'm going to toss it to you, Harry, because I know you've seen it. Uh, thoughts yeah. on Godzilla minus one. Uh, yeah, a couple things. I mean, very well said by you in regards to uh, a lot of positives from the movie. A couple other points I wanted to make is this. I mean, one that I don't think was received well enough for me, but I really enjoyed was uh, the 2014 Godzilla by Gareth Edwards. And I yeah. think yeah. there's a little bit of this in there as far as making Godzilla scary again. Um, and that's one thing that I took from this movie is that every time Godzilla was on screen, I, I kind of either had to sit up or recoil, uh, in, in fear because he is presented, uh, terrifying, um, as terrifying. Um, you mentioned Jaws. It's a perfect example of how he's used in this movie. Um, and another great point I think about the story is that, you know, you mentioned the people and the people are kind of the focus of this movie. And I think that helps uh, because I think there's definitely an attitude with Legendary and Warner Brothers to present Godzilla as a Iron Man, Batman, Superman type of like, oh, no, the evil is here. Please save us, Godzilla. Um, and he's kind of used as as kind of a hero. And in this He's most definitely not. Um, and obviously I know that story has been told, but how well this, this story was told um, and how, you know, much you care. And uh, I gotta be honest, seeing this in IMAX was on another level uh, in regards to the mm. sound design, the way the roar sounded, the musical score uh, using that classic uh, Godzilla music uh, as well, which, you know, as not being a fan of Godzilla, I wouldn't say not a fan, but as not being uh, studied studied so much in the lore of Godzilla, I saw some people next to me who were uh, kind of you know getting the the drums ready and and <laughs> hands it. and chant like almost like a chant. And 
uh, I looked over at Sean, our buddy Sean, during the movie, and we kind of gave a, here we go. And, uh, you know, afterwards, a couple of days later, we had a conversation where it was like, well, maybe they were actually uh, on point and we were the ones underselling how cool that moment was. Um, so, yeah, I, I wish. And guess I wish... what track made an appearance at your holiday party? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a Godzilla track at my holiday party that was blasted, uh, which I wasn't going to argue for or not not having it uh, played. Um, so, yeah, the the. the the best way to see this, I think, is on IMAX screen, and I hope in the future there's a fifth anniversary or, you know, in the dog days of, you know, the winter or the right before oh, yeah, uh, after the summer season. Let's get a re-release because um, I could easily see this kind of becoming a little bit of a cult movie, uh, and I'm super excited uh, for the next one. Um, I, I for, What's the name of the studio that, uh, that develops it, Greg? Toho. Toho, uh, you know, they, they officially, I think, finally got the rights back because they had lent it out to Legendary or had sold it out to Legendary uh, to not actually make films for a certain amount of period, and that has expired. So um, it's kind of, I guess, like taking the the pen and paper away from, you know, uh, an artist who knows the character. You know what I mean? Imagine if Stan Lee all of a sudden couldn't do certain comic books because he sold off the rights, uh, I guess, back in the day. So, uh, yeah, super excited to, you know, catch the next one. I'm happy it got a little bit more of a run um, after uh, its initial, you know, shows that we saw. Um, yeah, what a wonderful film. Great choice. Thank you. And so I um I have not seen I was the one here not seen it. Uh, I, I I know I don't have a, a, a much love as, as much as you do for the Godzilla properties. Um, I, I still think. You know, there, there's the one Matthew Broderick that always jumps in my head of how awful that is, but that is what it is. Um, and then the 2014 movie that, like, I think that kind of like seeing that in theaters was like incredible. I, I really like I, it was it was definitely like that that kind of movie that you had to see. Um, you know, with like a big I, at least for me like a big theater like full of people and um, yeah, I, I I remember seeing that being like wow, like this is. This is a like this is awesome. This is really cool. Um so you know, I um I, I thought that was that was cool. Then, you know, they do the Kong and, and Godzilla movies, which was a little less for me, but whatever. I it wasn't as great, but it was okay. I know we talked about it. Um I, I'm really hyped for this and I, I, I think the biggest thing for me is the fact that the budget is so low and it's making like gangbusters, it's cleaning up and it's like and it's it's getting good reviews and I think that when when studios make movies for that cheap and it and gets good reception and, and it looks good and, and all that, that's what I'm 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 really interested in to see how they did it. Because coming from one end of how I just praised Marvel for all the years is the complete opposite of what this studio is doing is they're making they're you're giving them a, a small check in basically pennies compared to what the big studios are getting and creating a, a far superior movie. Um but yeah, now I'm 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 glad you enjoyed it because I know um you know, with, with your love of Godzilla and, um, and I know, and there's also the Monarch show that's coming out soon or already out or coming out very soon. So yeah, you're, um, you're, you're living good in in the Godzilla world. I am. I'm, I'm eating well. Uh, one thing I do want to note quickly (laughs) is if you're interested in seeing this movie, uh, you should probably go check it out theatrically. Um, 
I don't know that this movie would be streamed on a major platform. It seems like something that might go to like Crunchyroll or or something like that. Um, so if you miss it while it's in theaters, probably your your best bets after that would be either to just pony up and rent it via Amazon or purchase it on you know Blu-ray, <laughs> DVD, whatever. Um, so. Cool. Uh, funny, funny little joke here that uh, he didn't pick up on. I have not seen the 2014 Godzilla movie theaters, and it's mainly it's Harry's fault. Oh God! Oh, there was that. I tried to. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Semi. So I wanted. I was hoping. I was hoping that he caught <laughs> onto it and like being like, I wanted him to be like, "What did you see in the theaters?" <laughs> we, but um, that's a, yeah, that's a callback. We did reference that many. Yeah. Well, not yeah, many episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I I will again state my innocence in this is that we had made plans to go see it. I woke up with uh, previews already five minutes in. I then drove frantically to the theater expecting Chris to already be there because we had kind of talked about it and he wasn't Changing there the and the movie was like starting. So how do you love know. courtroom dramas and all this that much? And you keep changing your stories. Uh, not I don't story. think it's really changing my story. I'm pretty sure we had plans to see it, and you just didn't show up because you didn't no get whole. a confirmation from me. So, All right. Right. Well, you. as riveting as this is, I didn't mean to we'll open take up it all offline. Hands. We'll take it offline. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm hands getting, hands a, medi- I'm getting a mediator part. to fix this one. <laughs> Charge it to you. Um, so the next one, I did, like you had mentioned, a couple of things that are shared. The last one that I have that's not shared is um, House of the Fall of Usher which is uh, Mike Flanagan uh, gem on Netflix. This man can do no wrong. Uh, even Bly Manor, given, all right, you know, little, I'd say that's a little bit of a misstep, um, but uh, still good, good project. So uh, Mike Flanagan, who's, who's quickly, quickly becoming, I, I don't want to crown him for anything, but becoming one of the better names in the horror genre with um, some of the project that he's putting out. Uh, he's really big on Netflix right now. He he loves Stephen King properties. He's done a couple of them, um, but he's done. Uh, you know, he's famous for Gerald's Game, um, Haunting a Hill House, which is on Netflix. Haunting a Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, and he his newest one is House of the Fall of Usher, which um, is follows a Edgar Allan Poe poem. It's so hard to say. Edgar Allan mm-hmm. Poe poem. Um, also, there's a lot of his um, his influence in this show um, with some of his other um, his other works, like the the Raven. Um, but this follows a, a rich pharmaceutical family that um, a, a, basically the uh, the head of a pharmaceutical company whose children um, start dying. Uh, you know by mysterious circumstances and uh you know you start to as the season goes on uh you know you get to see how each child is is and when i say child i'm sorry it's not child as in a child being murdered uh his children who are grown adults at the time um that uh you know how they are um you know how they're killed off and and certain things of how the story unfolds of you know how uh I can't give too much away, so it's so fresh. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but um, you know, it has the regular Mike Flanagan class, cast in it. Um, Rahul Kohli, Kate Siegel, who's Mike Flanagan's wife, who's in literally everything he does. Um, Carla Giacchino, who's uh, not Giacchino, um, Gugino, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it's, yeah, Gugino, um, who is I, I? She's been in I think almost every major Flanagan production except Midnight Mass, and she is. 
if there's when the Emmys come around, if she doesn't get nominated, it'd be a crime. She is phenomenal in this in this um, in the show. Um, with it's it's just I, I really want to talk about it um, because it it is a tough thing to to talk about with to kind of tiptoe around some of the the plot, but um, you know some of the other cast that's in here, um, Bruce Greenwood, who is. Uh, who's a fantastic addition. Henry Thomas is in this, who's little boy from ET. Um, Samantha Sloan, who's in a couple of Flanagan's um, Flanagan's projects and Zach Guilford, Guilford, who's the lead in midnight mass. Um, typical. This is, this is Flanagan style. This is, it has horror moments. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, I guess you could say like human study uh, for like psyche in certain situations where, the horror isn't the best part of it. It's really just the character study of, of, of this, of this cast, um, and their characters. Uh, I, there are some jump scares where, but a lot of the, the, the ten, I think a lot of the, um, the horror comes from the tenseness of scenes. Uh, it's a lot of flashback type shows where, um, you know, it starts off with the head of the, the head of the Usher family talking to, um, talking to a prosecutor about a case that's open on him. Um, and then going back and telling the stories of, of, of his children and, and how they died. Um, really wild, really creepy, great, great. The cinematography, I think what Flanagan does with some of his, um, some of his shots and when he shoots some of these shows, um, like Midnight Mass was great. Hill House was great, but this amp like takes it up to a whole nother level with a few of their episodes where it, it it's very, it's very deep and very like they really use the environment really well. I would compare this more to, to Hill House than Midnight Mass, but I mean, if you liked any of his other projects, this is right up his alley. This is definitely that that kind of thing that's perfect for him, where you can tell he's a huge fan of the horror literature world. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, outside of that, he's doing the next. I think he's up for is like a show coming out on Amazon, I believe, called Life of Chuck, and then. He's heading towards which I've wanted him on it for a long time. The Dark Tower series, which he would be is would be absolutely perfect for. Um, I know, Greg. You said you want you were we talked about it last week. You were wanting to watch it. Harry, is this something that you're is on your radar? You've watched Hill House, I know, and Midnight Mass. Uh, I've watched Hill House, but I haven't watched Midnight Mass. I know you spoke. Oh, I very thought you did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, sorry. no, you're good. You're good. Um. I just, uh, you know, the fall of the House of Usher. I, I really am a huge fan of Usher, and you got it bad. That's and exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think a great song. So it, it's it's tough to see my man go down bad. Can uh, we? Can, can we? Greg, can we cut his mic? He win the crickets. <laughs> yeah. Can we cut? Um, how, do you, how do you mute someone? Well, it's easy. Uh, so one of the films I have seen by Mike Flanagan because I know he this is like your boy um, in regards to content that's right up your alley. I did see the film Hush that he did in in 2016, uh, which uh, is pretty gripping. And I wasn't a huge Haunting of Hill House guy. I gotta I gotta say I did enjoy the majority of it. I think it just kind of lost me in the last couple episodes. Um, and I have wanted to check out Midnight Mass. Um, you know, the, this 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 screams to me kind of watch with the wife type of show. Um, maybe not for everybody, but like this would be something I think might be up Jill's alley uh, in regards to, you know, a little bit spooky, a little bit, uh, you know, keeps you guessing. Um, also, I know he directed Dr. Sleep, uh, which is a film that I wanted to check out and just never did. So 
Um, I'm happy for you that this show hits. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, I, all jokes aside, um, yeah, Mike Flanagan's kind of a Netflix's boy when it comes to things like, like this. So, well, he's um, done now. I think he, I think he's yeah. done so with, with yeah. Netflix. So, so we'll see where his talents go, but, um, I, yeah, Greg, I, I know this is probably on your 2024 list as you continue your push in the final weeks here of, uh, one movie a day, uh, for the entire year. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's tough. I've had this conversation before, but you know, the sticking to the movie a day thing, um, hasn't left a ton of time for anything else i squeeze in what what game time i can and then tv shows really just go by the wayside so i have a list already um of stuff i'm gonna dive into and binge once 2024 arrives and this is high up on that list love mike flanagan absolutely loved um midnight mass and uh i liked the or the movie adaptation of this with vincent price back from the um 50s or 60s so really looking forward to seeing what they do with it um with this story in this adaptation uh hands i think i don't think you mentioned mark hamill he's in this also right he is. Uh, this is. Uh, this is way. It's different from anything I've ever seen him in. He's. He doesn't smile in this. In the show, he's very straightforward. So he's like basically. I'm trying to think how. Like uh, if you watch Breaking Bad, he's he's the comp- he's the the lawyer for the Usher family, but he's kind of like a fixer as well. So kind huh. of like he's kind of like Mike from uh, Mike Armitrout from Breaking Bad, except he's oh, okay. like he's very straight fit. Like he's almost stone faced through the entire. Um, the entire show and um it's it's really he's known as um the his name's pim he's known as the pim reaper um is like his like his street name i guess you call it um but it's a it's it's a really wild like his character is really is is really cool arthur pim is um is really cool but he uh again he's he's new to the the flanagan world but I, I hope that Flanagan kind of includes him in some of his future projects because he's he really does kill it in this. Like he's not the Mark Hamill that everyone knows and, and loves. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I definitely uh this is one that I probably should have been on my most anticipated list last year. Cause I, I was really looking forward to it and then I just I haven't had time to watch it since it's dropped. But uh absolutely going to be checking this out starting with the new year harry Harry. yes so uh one the last one that we do not share from me um but we talked about a little bit earlier is the last of us um which made my fave five for this year um well i should say the first season uh and you know just a little bit about the plot uh after a global pandemic destroys civilization a hardened survivor takes charge of a 14 year old girl who may be humanity's last hope um we talked a little bit about it obviously it stars uh pedro pascal bella ramsey uh i gave this uh we talked uh, about this twice actually uh on our pods this year march 17th and february 17th where we kind of broke down the season uh which premiered right at the beginning of january so just made the the cut um it's uh it's adapted by craig mazin uh from from the video game uh which i don't know 
I mean, I'm sure we we've talked about on here um, a little bit, but uh, this for me is is kind of the I don't want to say pinnacle, but it's one of the pinnacles of gaming for me with with this. So I had a lot of high hopes for this uh, show, and and it really knocked it out of the park. Not only did it take some of the best elements uh, from the game, uh, but helped expand on it and make the world deeper and bigger. Um, you know, I can only maybe relate this to how Greg feels sometimes with the. Uh, Marvel comics and then seeing it, uh, you know, produced on screen, um, in regards to that. So, uh, wonderful performances. Um, you know, there, there was the special episode, um, in regards to, uh, uh, with Bill, uh, with, I believe Mary Bartlett and, um, Nick Offerman, uh, which was kind of a standout episode from this, uh, from the season, um, you know, and just a, a couple other different, uh, you know, takes on different characters, um, than what was normally done in the game. Um, as Greg mentioned earlier, which I, I don't think is a bad take is, you know, I would have, I wouldn't have been upset if this was kind of a six episode first part of the game where they had stretched it out a little bit more. Um, but one of my worries, and I, I'll be, I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be on my most anticipated uh, for 2025, I think is when the second season is going to come out. A lot of things in 2025. Um, the reason being is I'm losing a lot of faith in the HBO Warner Brothers uh, Max brand. Um, and while I still think they'll make time and money uh, for this show, uh, for House of Dragon, as we mentioned, um, you know, in some of their... You know, I don't even know how many others would be counted in that list. Uh, I really worry about the quality uh, of some of their content moving forward. It's, it's kind of going to be a show me at this point. Um, I don't know if you guys saw earlier, but they mentioned uh, that the Watchmen uh, show is being taken off of Max, which is uh, unbelievable to me. Um, with with how good, yeah, with how good that show is. So I will be uh, picking that up for Christmas, hopefully, if it's still available out there somewhere. Um so I'm I'm I don't mean to be like you know a Debbie Downer about one of my fave fives of the year, but just looking forward to it, um, you know, and this is such a great adaptation uh, of a video game that I love, and it adds so much to it that the next time I probably pick up this game to play, I'll be like, what about this? Oh, that was in the show, um, and just great performances, great stakes, great storytelling, wonderful adaptation. Uh, can't recommend it enough. If you will are a fan of the game or even if you're not a fan of the game you know my wife uh loved this so this show just as much yeah i mean i just our, our my piece on it we had a, a couple episodes on it um yeah great great adaptation for a video game that i'm not even a huge fan of the video games i think they're good i'm not yeah, I'm, I remember, I'm not yeah. I'm, yeah they're they're i think in my in my eyes they're overrated but um you know i i think the the, the show knocked it out of the park um see what they do you know i i agree taking I, max's decisions they also there was another article that said that they're dropping a lot of their dc stuff to put on tubi tubby i don't know how to pronounce it tubi. uh tubi. i ain't signing up for it even though i don't sign up and pay for max so um just just putting that out there thanks harry tubi. i think Tubi's free <laughs> no problem is it all right then all right yeah cool. um but they're moving all their like their superhero stuff to to tubi um which I don't know. I, th- I thought that was a fake article, to be honest. Um, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it, this is it'll be interesting to see how they 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 do tackle the second season. Um, and then when they do it, like I mentioned earlier, there's a couple 
couple creative choices they're going to really have to see if they really want to go through with. Um, I mean, they're probably going to have to for story's sake. But um, yeah, uh, as long as they keep the quality up, if it's if it's second season, if it's uh, just like the first season, but you know they take it up a little bit, um, I'm happy. But you know, I just want to make sure that they're 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 staying true to at least they know what their plan is and they they stick with it because I I do trust, um, especially with Craig Mazin on it. I, I don't think he would steer the ship wrong, but you know, these studios like to interfere when yeah. it, when you know WB you know they they love to just step in and just butcher their own product. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't want to. I'm not going to spend too much time on. The Last of Us, other than because we already talked about it, but other than to say, I am looking forward to the next season. Uh, I hope that they stretch it out a little more because I think I think that's an even bigger story and game than the first one. Right. So if you know, hey, if we can, um, if we can throw a couple more episodes into the season, let's do that. Uh, and I don't know if they announced she was officially cast, but I saw that there was like a front runner for Abby um, just in the last week and uh, some something Dever. Um, Caitlin Dever. Yeah. Dever. Yeah. Hands are muted. My guy. Yeah, I see Caitlin um, Dever. Sorry. Thank you. It's got to be like once an episode. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I, uh, I was going to say, I know this, this first season was 10 episodes, even if it was, or nine episodes, sorry. Even if the next season is six or eight, uh, I'm not going to be upset if if they take their time to, you know, because like you said, I think with the second game, it, it deserves a little bit of a stretch, especially if they continue to um, grow uh, the, the universe a little bit. Um, I think it would be good. Yeah. Um, I do real quick want to sidestep and talk about um warner brothers discovery because man what what a insane i don't i don't know what's going on there man i don't um it's it's wild it just seems like they have their heads so far up their butts uh i mean it's starting with the rebrand of hbo max to just max i mean you have a name HBO or an, a, a property, I guess that is like synonymous with quality, right? They're known for the quality of their shows. You remove that from the marketing and then just going on this slashing spree of, uh, eliminating content and stuff that was in production and almost finished or has been finished and getting rid of it for tax write-offs. It's just, it's mind boggling. Like I don't, I legitimately don't know what they're doing. And a perfect example of that is this, uh, coyote versus Roadrunner movie. I'm sure you guys have seen, but like, that's another one that, um, got the ax like, uh, like Scoob or Batgirl and something. I don't know who posited the idea, but basically, uh, WBD decided to um, auction it off because it had interest from other studios to pick it up. They were going to get a $20 million tax write-off for it, for it just to be deleted and, and that work never seen or heard from again. And last I heard, I think Amazon or somebody was willing to front $90 million to get the distribution rights for it. Like that, a whole movie 
that you can get all of this from. There's interest in it. And you're just throwing it away. All the hard work, all the people that were slaving over like, computers or animation cells or whatever put years into their life uh, into this film and it's just gone. All of it for naught, for yeah. a tax write-off for some megacorp. It's just, it's crazy. Um, I don't know why they're tanking the ship the way they are, but... Uh, Sad. Ugh, boy. Yeah, it really is. It is. Um, all right. Well, enough of that. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're going to move on then. Um, the last two nominations we all have for our top five are the same. So I'm going to kick it off with uh, the first one. And that is Oppenheimer, uh, which was released on July 21st. I gave it four and a half stars directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, uh, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr. And a host of others. It is very much a uh, um, ensemble piece in terms of the cast. Uh, Boy, I mean, I know we've done a pod on this, but fantastic movie. This was one of the my most anticipated last year, <laughs> numerous times watching the trailers that hook it into my veins did not disappoint. Uh, I, I definitely had some critiques of it, uh, which, you know, were discussed in the pod, but those are all nitpicks. I mean, ultimately it's another masterpiece from Christopher Nolan. Um, Definitely an event movie. Uh, the bigger the screen, the better the sound system you can see it in, um, the better your experience is going to be. But even without all of that, fantastic. Uh, kind of weird it didn't get nominated for visual awards. Was that for the Golden Globes or whatever? That I think was? the Oscars released their short list of like 20 uh, yeah, films yeah, and it was wasn't it. included for visual effects, which uh baffling. <laughs> wild <laughs> absolutely wild nolan but, pissed uh, the wrong person off at that and on the academy <laughs> and they're like nah we didn't run it nah he's not getting us i i guess so but yeah i mean that's just it's a joke but uh but it doesn't take away from the movie i mean just stellar stellar movie um uh, i'm gonna open it up to you guys uh hands what how about you where does oppenheimer stand for you i mean clearly you have it in your Fate five. So I, I I I joke about being a Nolan hater. Um and and I this was I don't this was not on my most anticipated. Um but I think as it led up to it, uh I I definitely was more interested in it. Uh this is this movie is is phenomenal. I think this is um I might have said it on the last podcast, but how I kind of rate this like Interstellar uh is one of my favorite Nolan movies. It's one of my favorite movies in general. Um I think the better movie this is probably nolan's best movie it's not my favorite of his but from a movie standpoint i think this is his is is his best i mean you have some uh, amazing performances of like robert downey jr who we already knew was a great actor but he was kind of limited the past 15 years to doing to doing marvel stuff he did a few things here and there but everyone knew him as either tony stark sherlock holmes or you did like he, he snuck in a Doolittle movie um <laughs> in there too and um and I think, you know, Killian Murphy, who's always been on the radar of everyone's radar, especially in Nolan movies, uh, just kind of being center stage for, for this. It's people who, even people I didn't even realize I knew, and this may sound wrong, were still, like, on this planet. Like, J Josh Hartnett, I did not know I, I like he was even acting anymore, which I don't think he was, but he he 
a, amazing performance. Like everyone in this movie, like just just kills it. And that's maybe that's the Nolan effect because as much as I do crap on Nolan movies with with certain, you know, the Batman franchise or anything, like I do think he gets a good perform he gets good performances out of his actors, and I think that's that's key, especially for a movie like this. That there's a lot of talking for a movie that's about a, a, an atomic bomb. That that's ten minutes of the movie is with the actual bomb going off, and and a lot of it is just a lot of just courtroom stuff, and 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 just uh, just people talking to each other. But it's done so well, and and Nolan does great at directing this, and I'll, I'll give him credit. Yeah, this is the movie you can't find it in Target, at least anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. if you want a D, if you want a DVD, I ain't living in two thousand five. Sorry, so um. <laughs> So, but I can't, tried going. Can't wait to order it from Best Buy after the New Year. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I went. I went to the local Blockbuster. They don't have it. Um, but yeah, they. Um, I, I think you can. You can still get. it. I know, like certain Target, like Target by Work. If you're looking for it, it does have a bunch in for Blu-ray. If you're looking, nice. Um, yeah, but 4K I mean, only, I've been. Baby. Yeah, no, you oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they. Um, it, it's been it's been really difficult to get. It it crushed records from I think. Was it Nolan like Nolan's highest grossing movie? Yeah, um, and it was like the highest grossing R rated. Was it R rated? No, it was something Open. opening weekend. It was, yeah. was the highest gr- grossing R rated movie. Is it rated R? I'm yes. oh, sorry, I don't. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. So it, it just it it killed it, and then you know with the Barbenheimer effect, it 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 just was just another another phenomenon that we haven't yeah. really seen before. So. Um, yeah, I, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it to Nolan fan number one over there ha, who, uh, me. who has it in his list. Yeah. So, I mean, this was an easy, uh, first choice for me when creating our list. Uh, when we, when we do this, uh, you know, I am a little bit of a, of a simp when it comes to Christopher Nolan movies, um, or when he's making uh, a film, um, I surprisingly gave this, uh, not surprising, I, I should say, uh, five stars, uh, the podcast we did on this was on, uh, August 4th, um, along with, uh, with Barbie when we talked about this. So if you didn't check out that episode, please, uh, jump to do so. Um, yeah, just great performances. I think Nolan does really well when he kind of has a guide. Um, you know, some of his films can get a little bit out there, um, when it's, you know, kind of the writer and director, Christopher Nolan. Um, but, um, as Hans mentioned, the run length, it's, it's three hours, but it really moves. Um, it really doesn't feel that way. Uh, you leave that film and you're like, that was three hours. That was one of the most exciting, uh, enthralling three hours uh, of a film I've ever seen. Um, I don't want to make the case. I mean, I don't want to say this is his best movie. Um, but you know, time will tell with that, but I think you can make the case. Uh, I think this is probably a shoe in uh, for a lot of awards come Oscar season. Um, and hopefully for Nolan, that he'll get a director nom. Hopefully this will be a best picture nom um, as well. Uh, best actor uh, in regards to Murphy, uh, just like Papa. I think there's probably some critiques that I overlook when it comes to this um, and just kind of go by the way I felt um, and the way I enjoyed the movie um i saw it again on uh, i think i saw this twice in theaters um and i saw it in 70 millimeter imax and what a treat what a delight uh i can't wait to do it again um hopefully sometime soon so yeah wonderful film we we closing it down the next one we we put oppenheimer you you know what actually i just i want to add one one other thing real quick too um 
with Christopher Nolan, and I don't know that I can accurately describe this, but out of all the directors in Hollywood um, that are from like, you know, a certain point forward, I would say he very much feels like a classic director. Like, yeah, I don't know that that makes sense, but like when it comes to, you know, wanting to work with practical effects when possible, when it comes to um, kind of really diving in and helping craft stories uh, when it comes to dedication to the aesthetic, the performances he gets out of his actors, like, you know, I, obviously we've talked about him um, on our list for best all time directors and stuff, but he just, they don't make him like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He yeah. feels like he's from a different era and I love that he still does things his way and clearly it pays off yeah can't wait for his next movie so <laughs> yeah that's the absolutely. best thing i can say about it oppenheimer too <laughs> <laughs> yes uh all right hands take it home let's close it out what's our last pick all right last one that we all have uh is the newest addition to the spider-verse uh spider-man across the spider-verse this was um very uh very anticipated i know we all had it on our list i'm sorry i think we all had it yeah. as our most anticipated so this continues the story of miles morales um after his adventures of well of other spider-man into coming Spider-verse. into his uh, coming into his spider-verse uh we get a better look at the spider-verse in general um with um we get basically hundreds of different spider-man in this one so um we learned about this the, the spider society um that basically is in charge of correcting any anomalies in um in space and time in the Spider-Man storyline to avoid um basically an incursion where timelines are getting wiped out. Um you know, we we learn a lot about the about, about Miles in this of how he, you know, he was never destined to become a Spider-Man. Um and he kind of a, the only Spider-Man that exists as an accident. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, we get Shamik Moore comes back as um as Miles Morales, Harry Steinfeld is uh is back. Oscar Isaac joins another prop, another um another already existing property, uh, adding Star Wars, Marvel, and now Sony movies to his resume, um, as um Spider Man twenty ninety nine, um, and then uh, an awesome villain in this is the Spot, voiced by Jason Schwartzman, surprising um, villain surprising yeah um first half of this movie this dude's a silly goof and then uh turns into something that actually i have nightmares about shocked me i was really surprised of how i I wasn't expecting to see it harry one day just asked me if i wanted to go see it i said sure check it out uh and it instantly became one of my favorite superhero movies and i think across the spider-verse just took it to a whole nother level um you know we learn a lot about it's more of a mile story but it's definitely more of a gwen story as well you can make that argument um but we're definitely getting to the, you know, the. It, it looks like this is going to be a trilogy because Beyond the Spider Verse was supposed to come out in a couple months, but whether that was just too ambitious or it's going to get pushed back because of the strikes that happened, I don't know. Um, but it's now indefinite. Um, but yeah, I I think the action in this is great. I I think um, yeah, I think we get some we get to see a lot of cool Spider Man um from different universes that we already have seen before in some form of entertainment. Um. 
And then we have um, Oscar Isaac, who's a great, a great villain. I, I, I guess you can, I, I don't know too much about this. Con- I know he exists. 2099 Spider-Man exists in the comics. I don't know too much about him outside of whether or not he's really a villain or if he's like an evil Spider-Man. I don't know. Um, I kind of feel like I know where the story's going to go in the Beyond Spider-Verse, but you know, this one ends with a, a pretty cool cliffhanger um, from the Miles Morales story. Um, but yeah, I mean, we still have some, some returning characters and it looks like, looks like the next, the next one's going to kind of take it up to a, a whole nother level. But our most anticipated for 2024, I mean, I'll go to, I'll go to Papa, what, what, what your, or I don't say initial thoughts. We did an episode on this, uh, your recap thoughts on across the Spider-Verse. Thank you. Um, yeah, this uh, this was five stars for me, and if you had to ask me, gun to head, like, what was your movie of the year, it would be this. Um, nice. I just, uh, I, the amount of enjoyment I get out of this movie is just phenomenal. Um, I, you know, we, we went in depth in our, um, in our solo episode on it, but uh, there's very few if any flaws in the movie performance is great i love all the spider-men and the spider city and everything mumbatton <laughs> like give it mm-hmm. give it all to me i absolutely loved it uh soundtrack score all of it uh like you said ends on a cliffhanger um this one for me two and a half hours but um it flew by uh you know, you had mentioned a similar thing with uh, Oppenheimer, but I, I, I saw this two or three times in theaters, and uh, each time it was I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I think they took everything from the first one and expanded on it and improved on it in every way. So, I uh, again can't say enough good stuff about this, but I will say I am so happy to be wrong about this franchise because I remember when I saw the trailer for into the spider verse, the first film, I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm feeling that animation and I'm excited for this, but I don't know how well other people who aren't familiar with miles are going to be like, I, I had my doubts for sure. And the first film knocked me on my butt and, you know, proved that there was a demand for, for this character, even if not everybody had that insider knowledge. And then this film just absolutely blew past that. Um, so very excited uh, for the next installment, even if we are going to have a bit of a wait. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was just a terrific movie uh, in a year chock full of fantastic movies. Harry. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys have referenced it already, but you know, our podcast on, uh, on June 9th uh, about into the spider verse, um, you know, we were so excited shortly after the first week we were, uh, we were dropping the pot on this one. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's getting in a long list of movies that I, that I've seen in the last three to four years that, you know, all of a sudden it's like, I I know this was probably going to get a third, but in leaving us in uh, across the spider verse, you know, at a cliffhanger where it's like, Oh, you're really just going to make us wait for the next movie. Um, You know, perfect example is, uh, is Dune. 
um, you know, as the film was titled Dune, uh, not Dune Part One or Dune, you know, the first installment. Um, so uh, the, they love throwing that stuff at us. But yeah, I I got to be honest, I still think the first one is is a five star movie to me. This one's four and a half uh, for me. I think it does a lot of things well. It's just I always have a tough time with, um, you know, the first one I think is such a great film on its own um, that if they never announce a sequel, I think it would go down as one of the best animated superhero, you know, movies of all time. Um, This one, because there is a part two, it's hard for me to be, you know, five stars across the board, knowing that, you know, there's story still left to be told um because i could see the third one and and maybe it doesn't hit as well and i'm like hey i I think about the second one even even higher than i do the third one so um you know and as i mentioned a little bit earlier when han said it but jason schwartzman as the uh as the spot um just you know a villain that you know is is cast off a little bit and you think oh you know miles will get one up on him and uh that doesn't seem to be the case uh, as the film continues um oscar isaac is oscar isaac is a great uh antagonist um as uh spider-man 2099 i think it is um in regards to his character and brings uh an interest um that'll be interesting to see with the third one um yeah unlike last of us you know season two uh i can't wait for the third one um take as much time as you need let's get it right because this again hits on all the the points of animation storytelling uh sound design uh you know soundtrack uh voice acting um, it hits all the nails on the head and uh, couldn't be more complimentary about a film uh, this year. Uh, and for those who, who don't enjoy animated films, I I'd, I'd, I'd dare you to check out these two and not be a fan of, of that type of genre. So, um, yeah, highly, highly, highly recommended. OK, well, that wraps up our Fave Fives for 2023. Yes. Uh, most anticipated for next year right you know we usually do this um yeah well i mean i know we're kind of on the spot here but do you guys have any off the top of your head dune dude 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 dune uh deadpool 3 madam web uh nice there's four uh okay hair yeah you really put me on the spot i mean outside of dune um i don't know if there's you know there there's Argyle comes out in January. Uh, I I'm, I wouldn't say that's like eagerly anticipated or would make my short list, but that that could be fun. Um, in regards to that, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. I, I just a dune dune on the mind all the time. Um, so yeah, highly highly anticipated. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's my list. Okay, I am. What about go for you? With uh, well, obviously. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Uh obviously Ugh. X-Men 97 because both of those got yeah, moved. Yeah, rerun it. Uh, yep, hands Deadpool 3 nailed it on the head. I think that is going to be amazing. I'm good. Yeah. I bet apparently um, if you want if you see on the set leaks it takes place in the same friggin' set. Every set leak that they have is all from <laughs> Have you seen any of them? I have, yeah, and that's okay. I don't need it's to see it. It's often like that desert, oil. that desertish, like rocky area. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah, every, and yeah. people were just like, "Is this? Is, does the movie just take place in this one setting?" Because every leak just happens to be from that background. It's kind of like when they released um, that picture of the whale. Though they kept releasing the same picture of the whale over and over and over, and they're like, "Is there yes. more shots in this movie?" 
No, just that one. It's just that one. And uh, House of the Dragon season two, I believe, is twenty four, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, that might make yes. it. I think that might make it. Yes, that'll be on there as well. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that I'm. Missing. I'm really banking on Severance season two being on season next year, but I don't know if they even started filming season two I yet. There's a lot of issues with that, but I guess we'll see. I th- I don't know if the writing strike stopped it, but yeah. they they said that yeah they said there was Hopefully a couple of the did. couple a couple of the showrunners left. Hmm, season two premiere twenty twenty four. I'm trusting IMDb, so it's the internet. There you go. It has to be right. So I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, hands anything for the peeps? No, thanks for an, another awesome year um, of listening to just us BS about movies and just some of the stuff we like. So here's to another year. Um, I, I, to my end, I, this this may be the last time you hear from us in 2023. Um, it is it is unless we unless we do a Rebel Moon episode, which I'm thinking might come a Rebel Moon oh, episode. <laughs> A Rebel Moon and Wonka episode special. Nice. Christmas Day, um, look look for it. Yeah. But no, but no, I appreciate it. Um and look forward to the new year of of, of, of what people are calling twenty twenty three twenty twenty four a um uh, a stopgap year of <laughs> stuff getting released since everything got pushed back. Yeah. So. We shall Harry, see. <laughs> no, thanks so much for listening, guys. Appreciate all the, the listeners throughout the year. If you listen to one, if you listen to all um, hopefully if you haven't checked out anything, we gave you some great suggestions to round out your holidays. Uh, we'll see you guys again in 2024. Yes. As hand and hands and Harry alluded to, this will be our final episode for 2023. Hope you guys enjoy the holidays. Be safe. Love you all. Thank you for listening. And, uh, Hey, we'll catch you on the other side, but as always make sure that you live spicy.